Spilling the tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael. Fashion for everyone. Good day, Sandra. Good day, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? We're all right. How are you? What do you got for us this morning? Beautiful. All right. So... Um, in athletic news, uh, Cayman Islands is being put on the map yet again. We're winning. We're in the lead for um, the Commonwealth Games. And we actually won two gold medals at the Commonwealth Youth Games. So congratulations to um, the young men who brought that home. Caymanian Andrew Stone shattered the Commonwealth Youth Games long jump record. Wow. And won a gold with a jump of 7.7 meters on Tuesday. Nice. (laughs) Yes. Um, And of course, Jillian Crooks brought him a gold medal as well on Monday evening in the 100 meter freestyle with a national record time of 55.18, which was 14 seconds faster than her time from the 2023 World Aquatics Championships. That's a huge improvement. Wow. Yes. Absolutely love it. 14 seconds. Yep. So fantastic. Congrats. Um, yeah, so um, driver's licenses, you can now renew them and they can be collected at the local post offices in case you've not been to post office in a couple of years. This might be your excuse to go. <laughs> the announcement has been made um, that you can actually renew it online um, or you can even complete it in person at the DVDL and then you can retrieve it via mail or you can actually uh do so at the local post office. So I got to tell you, yeah, I've had nothing but a wonderful, wonderful experience at the department of vehicles uh, over the last couple of months. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that uh, Mm. I'm not being facetious. I'm saying really like I've had, I've had to inspect three cars. Okay. (laughs) Excuse me. I am choking on my smoothie, Um, (laughs) but all was so smooth. Uh, the guys were so helpful and they email you everything and you can do, you can renew your cars online. I had trouble uh-huh. renewing one of my cars yesterday uh-huh. and I was like, okay, I'm going to call the number. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to get somebody. Somebody picked up right away uh-huh. and uh, the woman at the other end uh, was super helpful and sorted me out. Boom. No mm-hmm. fuss. Oh, oh, wow. That's fantastic. I, so, no, I mean, I think they've been doing actually a pretty good job since COVID because I had I to renewed during covid and yeah. it was, it was smooth as butter smooth i love being butter. able to do it all online and not i know that's my thing is yeah. i have a ba- way better experience now that i can do it online <laughs> gotta give credit where credit is due absolutely so. absolutely all right so um yep fantastic uh big um announcement this morning coming out of the credit union last week we were actually talking about the credit union and it turns out um, probably the last remaining, you know, like, Ooh, I want to go to the credit union because they've got great interest rates has now pretty much been erased because they have announced an interest rate, uh, increase as well. Mm. That is going to pretty much take them in line with, um, you know, more or less what a lot of the commercial banks are doing. If you can get a fixed rate folks, that's the way to go. I, I agree. The public is being encouraged to participate and to give feedback on the draft sexual harassment bill. The government said that it's going to be holding a town hall as well as several district meetings coming up over the next four weeks to discuss the proposed sexual harassment bill. Um, and we'll see where that goes. I want to say publicly and thank uh, Miss Annie Moulton, because I think this might be in direct response 
to her phone call last week, Thursday, when the premiere was on my program, she called in and said, we've been waiting forever for this. You know, back in March, the bill was delivered. We were told it was going to happen relatively soon. Me soon. When is soon? When is it going to happen? So looks like they picked up the mantle again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they'll do a consultation period. And then hopefully this will result in some legislation. So participate, folks. Gender equality at gov.ky is where you can submit questions and feedback um, ahead of the town hall meetings as well. Those are your news headlines today. Great. We'll catch your show coming up on Bobo 89.1. Yeah, we got some special guests coming on from DEH today. Oh, good. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll catch that uh, coming up and see you tomorrow for our Thursday headlines. Have a great day, Sam. Have a good one. All right, folks. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Um, we are going to grab our links here now. Uh-huh. Hope you guys are having a good day so far. We're in the mood to party. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me see here now. Gonna make sure we're on time this morning. I'm the time. The official time is 7.33 and 28 seconds. All right. The, the computer time finally synced, by the way. It was so weird yesterday. It would not sync. And I was like, huh. Don't know what's going on. The metaverse just caught up with me. The multiverse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see now. Good morning. We are going to click on Bobo or Bobo link. There we go. Make sure that we are live in Bobo. Yes, honey chill. Good morning, sunshine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds, counting down till we go live on the radio. Everybody good? Hump day Wednesday. Fifteen seconds. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself 
Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live, direct, it's the cold, hard truth. Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936-2626. That number again is 345-936-2626. All right, good morning, good morning, beautiful people. Happy Wednesday. Rise and shine. It's that time of morning where you get up and at them. When you get your day started with a little bit of coffee and Milo and so on. Um, oh, somebody's calling me in my other line. Okay. Good morning. Yes. Hi. Um, I'm actually live on the radio. Yes. What's going on? <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Just click on the link whenever you're ready and I'll see you there. Okay, thanks. Alrighty. All right, folks. Good morning. What on earth? I got something on my forehead. What's on my forehead this morning? I don't even know what that is. Oh gosh. Oh. All right. Let me make sure I'm somewhat presentable for y'all this morning as i turned on the camera i'm like what is going on uh, okay y'all know got that smooth as butter skin so gotta make sure we're keeping it as smooth as we can folks hot tamales oh speaking of hot tamales i got a joke for y'all this morning um by the way we're gonna be giving away something another birthday month surprise so get ready so, you know, sometimes I say hot tamales. I don't say it as much as I say some of my other phrases, to be honest. But um, I was somewhere with Marlon the other day, and he's like, oh, I've got the perfect thing for you. It's hot. I didn't even know there was such a thing. It's hot tamales, fierce cinnamon-flavored chewing candies. I don't know if it's chewing gum or they're actually candies. I'm not inclined to try them at all because I don't like gum, and I also... <laughs> Um, don't tend to eat anything like fiery hot like this, but he got me this and he's like, every time in your show now that you say hot tamales, you must just hot tamales. <laughs> he's so funny. Um, so yes, uh, there it is. Have, has anybody ever had these before? Is this a thing? Um, KK says they're still around. KK, I was wondering if that was you that changed your profile photo the other day, but I guess that was somebody else. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never even heard of these things before. A hundred calories per serving. I wonder how many, is it one serving or serving size is actually 16 pieces. Wow. That's quite generous. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess they're still around. Never heard of them. Don't know anything about them, but there's the hot tamales. Hmm. Kind of funny. All right. Good morning to everyone. Uh, she said, nope. Same old photos. That was somebody else trying to use um japanese or asian writing then cameron good morning i'm feeling hungry today miss stacy <laughs> some mornings i just feel oh, like i need a little something to eat this morning happens to be one of them good morning cameron 
<laughs> um, Cameron is so funny. Making personal calls to Sandy this time of morning. Try give her a chance to compose herself. No, it turns out it was it was related to the guests that are coming on later. So, um, but they probably forgot that I'm on here at seven thirty five. Honey, chill. Morning, Mister Richard. Morning, Lisa. Buenos dias. Miss Morna's here. Uh, we've got Alice, Irvelin. Um, Cameron says, Sandy, you need somebody to install a big red button that can solve everything one time. Just flip the switch and let them start to itch. Wouldn't that be wonderful if there was a magic button to do it all? Uh, yeah, doesn't exist, honey chow. I, I think I would have found it if it did. Miss Juanita. Patricia says, happy birthday to Gigi. Thank you, Miss Patricia. All of seven today. Oh, my God. Can't believe it. Morning, Nathan. Allie's here. Miss Vernita. Miss Iva also sending birthday greetings. Cameron says, what a wonderful morning, y'all. Did anybody enjoy the rolling thunder this morning? I did not even hear it. It woke up the chickens while the chickens in our neighborhood are always awake. On a serious note, anybody can come and call some chickens for me. We have so many cacklers in the neighborhood. Oh my gosh, they are something else. And listen, they don't wait till the crack of dawn to start roostering or whatever we call it. They be cock-a-doodle doing all day and night. They're such a nuisance. And if you have a garden, mm -mm -mm, they will wreak havoc on your garden. Wee oui, wee, oui, good morning. Irvington, thank you so much. Says he's wishing the little princess a happy birthday. Tell her to have lots of fun. And I hope that she lives to see many more. Thank you. Uh, Diamond Princess is in the house. Olivia is also here. Thank you, KK. Uh, Miss Morna says, love your top. Guess what? This is a bit unusual. I'm actually wearing a dress today. Alba, buenos dias. Marshall, good morning. Yeah, I hardly wear dresses for the show. I got so many dresses, but I tend to wear them like if I'm going out, like Sundays, dinner, or whatever. But this morning... I decided, let me back up a little bit. It's a dress, comes to the knee area. Um, so yeah, decided to put on a dress today. Something a little bit different. I like the colors too. All right, beautiful people. Thank you for all the birthday greetings. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. Doctor, I see you. And uh, big birthday greetings going out to, let me see who else has a birthday. Oh, Tina Trumbach shares a birthday with Gigi. So anybody know Tina, please tell her Sandy is wishing her a very, very happy birthday. We also have Dr. Sydney's birthday was yesterday. I was supposed to post it and then got busy and forgot. So Dr. Sydney Ebanks, we have not forgotten you. Happy birthday. Um, we also have Dr. Winston Isles, who works at the Acute Care and Sports Medicine Physician with Doctors Hospital. Today is his birthday as well. So um, happy birthday, Dr. Winston. Yeah, lots and lots of August birthdays. Who else am I forgetting today? There's somebody else's birthday. Um, Don Seymour was the 6th. August is full of birthdays. I'm coming up next week, Friday. And uh, um, who else? Let me see now. And who else has a birthday? Who else has a birthday today? Hmm. I'm going to make Facebook help me with the birthdays. 
It's Christina's birthday. Christina, you're two years older than me. What? That's with you, girl. Um, Ellen Schwartz, today's her birthday. Leanne McLean. We have Daryl Ebanks. It's his birthday as well. Oh, Miss Corrine, how could I forget? Happy birthday, Miss Corrine. Are you off today? I need to bring you your winnings from last week. I just haven't ventured into West Bay. Um, and then we have Adriana Bignall Williams. It's her birthday as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Stefan Boval's birthday was yesterday as well as Sabrina Wong. Happy birthday to them. Oh, geez, I'm peace. That's not the birthday message I wanted to hear this morning. Ugh, good Lord. Y'all ready for this? Hello, Miss Morna. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Everybody's sending. Thank you, Miss Stephanie. Um, Curtis, you're making me laugh, but I don't know which language is this supposed to be. Did somebody kidnap your phone? Um, I was just reading your message, um, Curtis. Curtis keeps my personal Facebook page chuckling because you guys know I don't really, um, <laughs> I don't really um, do much on my personal page anymore. Uh, oh, Miss Rosie Miles, happy birthday to her. So, um, CMR just keeps me busy, honey chow. I don't have time for personal Facebook stuff anymore. But yes, um, quite a few birthdays today. So I was just looking at Curtis's page and he he made me chuckle. Uh, look at my little Gigi. Oh my God, she's so cute. She's gone through different little phases with the little face and the hair. Um, adorbs. Of course, everybody says she looks just like her dad. I'm like, no, she doesn't. I mean, she does, but she also looks like me. But let me show y'all some of my favorite pictures. Oh my God. Oh, there's so many. So many photos over the years. Oh, what a life changer. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know how y'all do it 10 times though. I got to hand it to you. I think by the fifth child, I'd be like, oh, I'm over this already. Take these kids back. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, my gosh. She's such a cutie patootie. All right. I'm going to share one or two little photos this morning. So, and I've got some trivia question coming up. These are probably some of my favorite ones. I have a lot of favorite photos, though. We take so many photos in this day and age. It's not like back in the day where you hardly had a photo. And that was your only memory. All right. So one of my all-time favorite ones was her first time eating turned mango. Of course. Y'all know we had to make the introductions early. Look at that. I don't know exactly how old she was. I don't think she was one yet. But look at her grabbing that mango. I think it helped her. She was teething at the time. So chewing on that really helped the teeth. But y'all know I love a turn mango. It's like my favorite thing when it comes to fruits. I don't eat ripe mangoes. I only eat them turn. And um, I was introducing her to it and she was all into it. She's like, oh, yes, mama. Now, the only difference is she only wants hers with salt. I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to be careful with the salt, honey. Yeah, don't, don't get too used to liking salt. Um, she doesn't really like pepper in hers, but there you go. Uh, this is another one of my all-time favorites. She had an episode <laughs> with eating some peas. You know, it's hard to get kids to eat 
when they're younger, even the stuff that's supposed to be good for them. Most babies don't like peas and vegetables. And I don't remember what was happening, but we were having peas and she was having a moment and she was just crying and the peas were going everywhere. Look, look at that. Look at those tears and they're miserable looking that little face. And I was like, girl, you go ahead and have your moment because guess what? Sometimes I want to cry when I'm eating peas too. <laughs> I don't always want to eat my vegetables. So I feel you, girlfriend. But I love the photo. It's just a look on the face. Like, why are you doing this to me? Now, this one, look at the cutie patootie. It was like, oh, I'm going to help mama do some work. Show me how to type in front of the computer keyboard. Oh, my gosh. So many cute ones. One of my all-time favorite is her with my Uncle Raymond um, before he passed away. This was his last birthday. And so uh, we went to his little birthday dinner at um, Decker's. We're having all-you-can-eat lobster. And there's the two of them. I don't know what she's looking at, but there she is with Uncle Raymond. This one was a little bit younger. This is when we used to walk Coco in the mornings. I was getting ready for work. We're going for a little doggy walk. And there she was smiling with me. You guys see the resemblance, right? See the fat cheeks, the chin, the eyes. Everybody says she has my eyes. And then this one is so cute. Somebody did a little filter on this one. But this was uh, her just chilling out in her Hello Kitty onesie. Oh, my gosh. So many amazing memories. This day, seven years ago, um, just about this time, I would have been wheeled into the, I was probably already in the OR. Early morning, uh, they were like, we're going to take this baby. She was a preemie. And um, yeah, they were like, let's let's get her out of there and see Wagwan. Because she was growing so tiny. And remember Zika? Y'all might not remember Zika, but boy, Zika will always be embedded in my brain because um, the whole Zika thing was happening uh, during my pregnancy. And I was like scared to death. I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what this means. <sighs> Y'all are stressing me out. And so, you know, you didn't want to get bitten by a mosquito. And um, I went to, I had to go to Miami for a couple medical appointments. And then they were like, did you get bitten by a mosquito? And I was like, I don't know. You know, like sometimes you get bitten and you don't even know. I was so scared to death. Oh, my God. And then you were reading all this stuff. Whatever happened to those poor Zika babies? Aw. I was, when I would see the pictures, I'd be like, oh, my God, these poor children. What on earth is this now? The world is just crazy. So, as we said, um, Cameron says, try hush. She's Marlin's princess. <laughs> Y'all got to give me some credit, man. Give me some credit. Everybody tells me, oh, Lord, poor you. You only carried her. That's all you can get credit for. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate the birthday greetings. They're coming in and what's up as well. Morning to Perla. Miss Carol, thank you. Mara, appreciate it. Um, KK, she said, KK said she looked like her daddy right there. Feliz cumpleaños. All right. Well, we believe in sharing the birthday love around here. So our first winner for the birthday month was Corrine. Um, it's still sitting in my car. Corrine, I need to get it to you. But we have more to give away. So let me remind you, 
what the prize is at the moment. It is this, the first on the market, but the other day I didn't have the box on me. Now I can pretend like I'm Vanna White. First on the market, 360 dash cam. So it's like a, a spear and it can turn 360 degrees. So inside the car and all kind of stuff. You know, when I first saw this, I thought, ooh, you know what this would really be good for? People who vlog. Now, a lot of people here don't necessarily vlog, but if you're a vlogger, a lot of people vlog when they're in their cars. So it has like a voice command feature. You tell it something and it turns around and then you can like record your vlog or whatever. Long trips. A lot of vloggers do that sort of thing. So um, it says view into the future. I think it's interesting. And uh, we got you. We got you covered right here on CMR. So trivia question. Two-part question. Y'all ready? Put CMR on in, in speed dial now because we will not be taking answers in the comment section because a lot of times they come in differently for you than they do for me. And I'm not fighting over who, who answered it first in the comment section. So you have to call in. Let me get the phone line ready, honey. Chill. 936-2626 is a telephone number. All right. Um, yes. Okay. Two-part question. Thank you, Debbie, for the birthday wishes. Oh, that is so cute. Um, we spell GG just G and G. I know other people like Gigi Hadid. She spells it G-I-G-I. -I. We just do Gigi. Two Gs. Make it easy. Uh, somebody says, good morning, Sandy. Which is correct? Birthday or birth date? Well, it depends on what you're saying. So it's happy birthday, and we're celebrating her birthday. Um, I guess you could say that you're celebrating somebody's birth date as well, but I don't think most people say it that way. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Now, this is not the birthday present that we were looking for. 10 more Cubans came into Kim and Brack last night, honey chill. Not a birthday present that we necessarily want. Um, someone says, good morning, Miss Sandy. Seven by mortal standards is an odd number, but in the Bible, it's considered a perfect number. King Josiah was crowned a prince at age seven, I think. Happy birthday, Gigi. Many blessings to you. My daughter's birthday is on the 29th. Oh, Lord, a king at the age of seven. Can you imagine the pressure on that poor kid? Of course, when you were that young, you became a king. Other people running the show. You didn't even know what was going on. You just sat there and wanted to play with your, you know, old time Bible time Legos. <laughs> Trust and believe. So um, 10 Cubans last night. Yes, sir. I tell you, we haven't seen them coming in a minute. Uh, CBC. Get on it, honey chill. Expedite them right back home. Sorry, but not sorry. All right, let me see now. Thank you, thank you, Miss Stephanie. Um, this person says, morning, hon, sending Gigi happy birthday greetings, wishing her a fabulous day and many more. Uh, God bless her on her special day. Thank you, my darling. Thank you so much. Okay, two-part question, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Phone on speed dial. All right, here we go. Um, you know that Gigi was a preemie. I think everybody knows that. So part of the question is, what 
Uh, how much did she weigh is the first question. And then the other part of the question is um, how early was she? Uh, yes. Oh, I forgot to message Renee. Um, mm -hmm. We got the first person who's going to guess. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. First, I want to say happy birthday to your wonderful daughter. Thank and you. And I hope she knows how precious you are. And I Thank want you. her to enjoy the food to the fullest and to know how much she loves. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, for the question, I'm not sure, but I'm just going to give it a try. Okay. Do you need um, six, six, six phone on top of all two? Say, say, say it again. I couldn't quite hear it. Six phone. Mm, mm -mm. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. No all right. Keep, yes, y'all. Thank you so much. Y'all have to keep guessing now. Um. <laughs> Stacey says, that's really hard. <laughs> so how early and how much did she weigh? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. This is a big expensive gift now. Y'all can't be just winning this for easy questions. Good morning. Good morning. So happy birthday again to special Gigi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, I'm guessing, okay? Yes. Just turn down, turn down the radio in the background, though. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're getting some feedback on. there. Sorry about that. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, was she... Sweet mm -hmm. little Gigi. Five pounds in ounces? Um, No. Oh, <laughs> uh, good guess, but that's not it. So I, I want y'all, oh. I want y'all to think about this now because, um, when you when you think about it, it'll probably make sense. So preemies are not normally five and six pounds. I mean, I don't know. That sounds like big preemie to me. Um, that's a that's a full term baby, honey, Jill. So think about that. Mm-hmm. Auntie Mary sending her birthday greetings. We got a picture here with Auntie Mary in it as well. Thank you so much, Mary, for being an amazing part of uh, Gigi's life. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. I'm not worried to participate because I know the answer, but preemies are between one pound mm -hmm. and 3.5 um, pounds. So that's I'm just giving them an idea of how much a preemie can weigh. She, that, a preemie never go up to four pounds. So at least mm. they get an uh, idea. Sometimes, mm. if, um, if they're eight or, or eight months, or if they're um, two weeks away from due date. Mm. But I can't answer because I know the answer. All you right. Told me already. <laughs> you told me so Thank you. Thank you. All right. I, I, she's trying to give you all some hints. But yeah, take it with a green of salt. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good, good morning, Sandy. Good so morning, Sandy. Thank and you. I hope she gets lots and lots of gifts. 
Thank you. Thank you. And don't spoil it too much now, because that is going to spoil her as well. <laughs> What's your guess? You're going to guess? I am going to try uh-huh. um, three and a half. Mm-mm. No. Think, okay. think more. Think more. But try, try, try again. All right. Nine, uh, nine, three, six, uh, two, six, two, six. Nope. Somebody's saying two pounds. Not that, not that tiny. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine two pounds. Jeez. I'm peace. Thank you, Paul. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. How you doing, honey? Chill. Point five pounds. How much was that? You, you got to repeat that for me. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Hello? Yes, repeat the, the weight for me. 3.5 pounds. No. Go higher, Four. folks. Go higher. <laughs> All right. Let's try another one. Good morning, caller. What's your guess? Shame on me, first of all, if I don't get this. Good morning. Oh. I listen to you every morning. I, If I am correct, I think she was about three pounds. And oh. I think you said it was your eighth month. You got part of it right and part of it wrong. <laughs> oh, oh okay. I know. I know. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Oh, gosh. Oh, did I miss that one? Hello, caller. Calling from overseas. Is it four point five pounds? No, but you're getting closer. You're very, very close on the weight. Try again. Good morning, caller. Hi. Good morning. Right. Um, she was five five ounces at eight months. Five ounces? No, no, no. We no, gotta... five pounds. Sorry, five <laughs> pounds at eight months. No, but you're 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 close. But now you're over. I'm trying to give you all some hints. The hot the phone lines are, are hot now. Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning. Um, four four pounds. <gasps> you're so close. Uh, oh my gosh, you're 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 almost there. Almost there. Morning, almost caller. There. Morning, caller. Good morning again, son. Morning. I'm trying again. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Was she 4.7 pounds? Nope. Yeah, you guys are skirting all around it. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Hello, love. Hello. Is it five and a half pounds? No. You've gone too high, too high. Good morning, caller. Good that, morning. That one gentleman was the closest. Good morning. Is she 4.2 pounds? <gasps> no, but you're very, very, very close. Okay. So close. Good morning, caller. Good morning. I'm trying again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, was she 4.2 pounds at eight months? No, you're close. The last caller said 4.2 as well. You're so close. But okay. yes. Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning. Mm-hmm. Was she four pounds, two ounces? No, everybody's saying that now, but you're close. Very close, but not 
quite. Morning, caller. Good morning, Ellen. Uh -huh. I want to take a um, shot at guessing. 4. Okay. 4.5. Nope, you gone over. 4.4. <laughs> Good morning, caller. Good morning, uh, 3.9. 3.9, close, but under. All right, we got the caller on WhatsApp. Good morning, caller. Was she 4.3? 4.3? 4.3? No. Close, but no. Good morning, caller. You guys are skirting all over it. Hello, caller? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, gosh. Couldn't, couldn't hear that. Hello, caller? Oh, my goodness. What a hot mess. Good morning, caller. What's your guess? Morning, morning. Was is it 4.1? Yes, it is 4.1. Now Hooray! that's that's only part of the question, part of the answer. And you were eight eight months plus. Don't know exactly how much. Eight months. Yes. So she was exactly one month early. Yay! Congratulations. It took y'all a minute, but we finally got there. 4.1 and eight months. Congratulations, caller. Thank you. It's Josephine. Yes, Miss Josephine. You have won yourself a beautiful, new to the market, 360 degree, first of its kind dash cam. So congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, Seymour. All right, my dear. You guys were giving it, giving it a good shot, but you guys were kind of skirting all over the, I mean, the one guy was like at 4.1. You guys were at 4.2. You were like, I mean, four, four pounds. You guys were like right, right there. Good morning, caller. We have a winner already. Hello? Oh, gosh, you guys are still calling in. We've got a winner, caller. Okay. Okay, Congratulations thanks. to Josephine. Oh, oh my good, goodness. Good. Oh my goodness. I, I need to get y'all to call in on, on issues of national importance like this because boy, the phone line's hot when we got a little giveaway. <laughs> Woo, that was a good one. Um, yes, 4.1 pounds. So four pounds, one ounce, eight months. Mm, mm, mm. JD was guessing 4.4. Paul said 4.3 at eight months. Uh, Yvette had it, but you got to call in, Yvette. Um, yeah, you guys were like six pounds and stuff. Oh, honey child, I couldn't even imagine. That would not have been a preemie. That was a full-term baby at that point. Uh, 4.3 was close, but that wasn't it. Mm, mm. Uh, Irvin says, I knew it, but I couldn't get through. Yes, the phone lines were hot. All right. Um, we have a winner already, my dear. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry. There are more prizes to come. We got, I think, at least two more of these, maybe one more that I'm going to be giving away. And we've got gift certificates and other things. Thank you, Miss Faith. Um, Cameron says aspiring vlogger round. Yeah. All right. So thank you very, very much. We have some guests who are going to be joining us this morning. Now, I briefly mentioned this in the um, Spilling the Tea segment 
on 106 yesterday about this new pilot program uh, that the Department of Environmental Health is launching. It sounds super exciting, but I think we need to get some details on exactly what it is. And we have uh, several guests in the studio this morning who are going to break it down for us. So first up, we have Mr. Director of the Department of Environmental Health, Mr. Richard Sims. Let's go ahead and pull him into the studio. Everyone say a virtual good morning to Mr. Sims. Hello, sir. I think you have yourself muted, so just hit that unmute button. Yes. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you, Sandy, for having us this morning on your show. Yes. Uh, good really morning to you. you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Appreciate being here to share some exciting news this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we love we love exciting news on this program. Um, so we also have joining him, Mr. Mike. Uh, Mr. Mike, I'm hoping I get the last name right. I'm going to go with Haworth, and he's Assistant Director of Solid Waste. Hmm, I bet you there's a lot of that going around the place. Hello, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Got it exactly right. One of the, one of the few times someone gets my name right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you both um, so much for joining the program this morning. I think people are still trying to call in, trying to win, honey child. Hold on one quick second. Marshall, we have a winner already. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, folks. They love a good giveaway. So, you know, um, but not to worry. Who, who knows? Um, I think DEH is here to tell us what they're going to be giving the community. So the, I, I found this interesting. We saw this uh, wheel bin pilot program. So maybe we can get a synopsis of exactly what this is. What is this all about? Uh, okay, um, Sanjay, it's what what we're trying to, to achieve here um, um, in the prospect area, really, with the start there first um, in piloting this wheelman pro program mm -hmm. um, is to, you know, in, any, in anything that you're trying to do and you want to do it right, you want to make sure that it's pilot properly so we can learn from it, learn the positives, the negatives, so that we can improve in those areas. So, what this project is that we, we, we're trying to roll out the wheelman to give to members of the community, um, you know, no, at no cost to them during this pilot, right? Um, mm -hmm. For them to secure their base. And one, some of the things that we looked at in terms of um, packaging, collection, and so on, we, we, we've heard a lot about um, where people are complaining that their garbage has been overrun by chickens and other vermins mm -hmm. and dogs and, and, and all this sort of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, so. We looked at that and, and and to give people secure bins so that it can prevent that from happening. In addition, um, you know, we've been having absenteeism issues with our staff based on sickness, continuous sickness um, in, from injuries that they, they receive on the job, having mm -hmm. to dig into these bins, you know, because you can, as you can appreciate that, that is a re very rigorous exercise for, if mm -hmm. you're doing that for, for every day, um, for six hours straight, you know, think about, yeah. you know, I've, I've already tried to throw this analogy out where you think about it for yourself, where if you're a gym member or you mm -hmm. decide to do some workout, you know, each person would do that for four to five to four or five minutes to an hour and you're tired, right? So, and our guys are doing this every day, mm. um, Monday to Friday, you know, heavy lifting, six hours every day. So this, wow. this, this, this project is to 
doctors to reduce uh, help to reduce the injuries and so on so all that is required for them when they go to the to, to people residents is to you know lift the wheel bend roll it mm -hmm. roll it to the truck the truck will be equipped with with auto lifts that will just empty it mm -hmm. and then just roll it back so you know and, and it, it creates a, a, a nice standard uh, across the neighborhoods you know so you know people who are visiting the island as well it can be a nice appeal as well you know so that you okay. can see that the Cayman Islands have some standards in terms of their waste management and collection. Wow so um, the main objective of the or some of the main benefits is it reduces manual lifting of the garbage yes. bins, yes. Uh, reduces um, critters everything from rats and uh you know chickens and everything from getting into the bin does that mean then that the top is supposed to be uh properly locked is that how it works well the the, the lids are, are properly secured onto the bin okay and um you know we're going to ask members of the, the, the public who receive them to ensure that they're they're secured when when, when they're not in use so mm -hmm. you know and We'll we'll also try to put some you know some holes in the bottom just in case some you know people decide to leave them open for some reason and water get in there and and, and you know can uh -huh. fill it up quickly once rain so you can um, have some drainage right yes okay all right well um this certainly sounds like and then now do do the trucks already have the capacity to um to lift these or is that something that will be added on to the trucks. Well, the, the trucks, they're being outfitted at the moment. Um, you know, mm -hmm. there's already two trucks that have been uh, equipped with these um, auto lifts. Okay. Um, so and I've ordered a new truck, which will come with it. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll be able to, to roll that out next month. Okay. And just remind us of how many trucks does DEH have um, that are in, in use at the moment? Um, I can speak to Yeah, I can, I can jump in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, on, on ground, we have uh, nine rear loaders that are, in, that are in use, and typically we need around seven to do the collections. Uh, Mike, can I get you to speak up just a little bit for me? Yeah, sorry. We have we have nine rear loaders that are in, in use every day. Um, yes. Typically, we need around seven to do the collections. Now, for for this trial, we're, we're looking to have three of those trucks that are fitted with a lift for use. Um, so that we do have some redundancy um, in those trucks to do the collections. Bear in mind that we're just going to be uh, trialling this on one route uh, per week, so we should be okay. You know, mm -hmm. I think we've, we've put some videos out on social media already of those uh, those lifts in action. They're fairly fairly simple. They um, just hook into the front of the bin that we have um, and take all the take all the effort out of moving the bin, both for or moving the garbage, both for the resident and, and for our staff. You know, so it's a, so it's a win-win for both. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. Awesome. So um, I was just showing a, a photo here of what the bins look like. So this is what it's going to look like here. So mm -hmm. tell us, I noticed there is um, an identifying number. Obviously, you're going to be labeling these bins. They belong, they're, they're government property, so they belong to the Department of Environmental Health. And then we can talk some details um, in a minute here about how the program is going to be ruled out. But is this exactly what it's going to look like? Yes, exactly what it's going to look like, what you see there in the video, in the photo. Mm -hmm. um, yes, they'll have identified numbers so that we can, you know, know what number um, is distributed to each address. Mm -hmm. So we can keep a track of those. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, okay. and, and, and the plan is that we, you know, for this pilot, that we... Um, get people to register. We want people to take part. 
uh, we want people to come forward to uh, sign up for the pilot uh, mm -hmm. rather, rather than just put all the bins out on the streets and and, and kind of expect, expect people now to use them um, we want we want people to engage we will give you a free a free bin for use um, that, that's, that's owned by that's owned by DEH each bin has its own unique identifier we'll be able to assign that to the residents uh, we'll have your contact details we'll be able to stay in touch we'll be able to communicate um, throughout the length of the pilot and I really understand, you know, both both from our perspective in terms of picking up the garbage as well as um, what's what's best for the residents too. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Beautiful. Um, okay, and someone is asking now about the details of the pilot program. So you're actually launching the um, pilot program first in Prospect. How was Prospect selected? Was this just a random selection, or is there something specific that you looked at with the Prospect area? Well, the prospect area, um, we, we looked at the prospect area because it's one of, when we looked at all our routes across, because we have divided this island in routes um, throughout, right? And when you look at um, the rest of them compared to prospect, they didn't have what prospect has. In terms of, when you look at the economic makeup of prospect it's, and its diversity, it's, it's like, you know, I keep, I keep saying it's from one extreme to the next, right? Uh -huh. and so that will give us... Um, you know, the kind of data that we need in terms of seeing how different people handle their waste at different levels, right? And and, and not only that, just the, the, the roads themselves, the, you know, some narrow, some wide, some, you know, all of these different um, things that comes with it. So it, Prosec was, was was the right place in terms of when we looked at all the, if we looked at, you know, the, the other districts, they didn't have the makeup uh, mm -hmm. as Prospect did. And so we decided to go with Prospect based on that. And I think it will give us all the information that we need um, mm -hmm. to develop the program beyond, on, beyond the pilot. Hmm. Very good. We do have some questions coming in, which we'll get to here in just a second, but it seems like people are excited about this announcement. Stacy says that's how they do it in Canada. Very nice. Uh, Lisa says, happy to hear this, DEH. Uh, Alice says UK and Canada style. Nice. Thumbs up. Um, Cameron says, will we still be sending everything to the dump or will there be specific uh, receptacles for different ways? So at this point, this is just providing, is it going to be one bin per household or do you provide more than one depending on the household or the structure? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it well, depends. I mean, everything still goes to the landfill. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but with the for, for this for this pilot and, and, and you know the, the vision for this is to, is to roll it out um, across across all the islands you know mm -hmm. that's, that's that's kind of where we want to be um, but you know we anticipate we'll just be putting putting the regular garbage uh, the household waste into these bins and and whilst we do have a recycling program you know those uh, that program is, is run by the depots mainly the at the supermarkets we'd ask people still to utilize those depots but for, for now, for for these for these residential bins, it will just be um, your household garbage going in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. All and right. So it's not, you're the, not the, quite the there yet with recycling uh, bins, but maybe this is the first start in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And we we kind of we want to um, uh, uh, develop the use of these these bins. I know it's fairly simple. It's just a bin, isn't it? But you know, um, there are there are some rules about using it and, and just using it for the garbage first of all is is, is, is a good step on the 
um, on the road to sort of segregate waste at the, the households. You know, we, um, mm-hmm. for, for us, the, the way that we deal with the re, uh, recycling materials is, is, is here at the Georgetown Landfill and Recycling Facility. Most, most of that work is done by hand. Um, and we, well, we do have convey belts and balers and things like that for uh, packaging and shipping. But, um, you know, if we were just to collect from all the homes, you know, recycling, whether it's re- clean recycling or some owners may, may leave contamination there, probably overwhelm us with the volume, you know. So we need a facility to do that. But, you know, mm-hmm. in the meantime, introducing in, initially this, this pilot scheme to, 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 to gain an understanding of how it can work here, um, and then hopefully rolling it out in other other areas and districts to follow, uh, we can develop those behaviours later on. Um, right. Just just in terms of how many bins, I know that was a question at the end. Sorry to just mm-hmm. go on a bit, but um, we'll 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 review that in each case. So we'd we'd, we'd ask when people sign up to give the uh, to give an indication of the occupancy on the household, and we uh, we do have an engineering team in the who work out um, sort of waste production, waste quantities per household, and they would recommend. Um, one probably one or two bins per household I would expect but it'll be mm-hmm. dependent on the occupancy alright so to answer Patrick's question um, so this is just regular garbage bins for now we're not yet at the stage of recycling right. and uh, Danish is asking what about waste segregation we should have bins like they do in the US different bins for different types of waste which are picked up on assigned days so that's part of the the sorting yeah. and recycling program um, yeah. soon come. Yeah, that, that, that's that's certainly our long term vision, right? We want to make sure mm-hmm. we will we'll get there, but we we have to you know do everything. It's baby steps, right? So this is the first step, the pilot. Yes. We, we 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 do residential collection regular ways at this stage. Then we can do the add-ons later on, right? We can yeah. always do the add-ons, but but I still want to make sure that we encourage people to to use the the, the recycling depots that are currently within all the districts. Um, they can st- you know you know still participate and, and contribute to, to recycling because we do do that you know what i mean there, right. there's still a lot of people out there still ignorant to the fact that uh, you know as to whether we are doing recycling we are doing recycling we are doing yeah. it and and and, well, and where, where are the uh, where are these bins where are the recycling depots sorry well the, the depots are, are you know you have one at, at, at and just close in prospect there at bar camps right that used to be at hurley's but we now moved that to that location um, okay. at bar camp and we have at foster's food fair um, airport and we also have one in west bay by the stadium we have one in Northside by this the civic center in Northside. uh we have one in in in, in east end across from the the um the play field there in east end all right mm-hmm. and we have we also have in, a one in uh uh, the countryside all right so the, the, the oh. we know and and we just opened a new one in Bordentown, matter of fact a few weeks ago um right by next door to the police station right by the, the play field there so we encourage um people to to, to go on out and, and use you know, mm-hmm. use these facilities you know especially mm-hmm. those people who are big on recycling mm-hmm. you know just again, we, we all should be by the way yeah yeah we 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 are, are recycling because like i say it, it sometimes it uh, you know, as long as we've been talking about recycling in Cayman and mm-hmm. telling people how we do it and where to go, I'm still surprised that people are still ignorant of the fact that, you know, that are saying we don't do recycling. We do recycling. We just, we, we're just not at the place where we can actually come to your homes just yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's that, that's the, 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 the long-term vision that we have. And yes. we'll get there one day, but we just have to start here. 
I mean, I have to admit that I was actually, I am ignorant to the fact that you have all these recycling depots. So maybe we need to advertise those more. Um, because when you mentioned them, I was like, oh, really? Huh. Yep. I was trying to visualize them. So we, 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 we do our best. We do we do try and put the message out there. Um, so mm-hmm. whenever we open a new depot, we do we do announce it. But you know, just just as an indication that if you were to um, separate out your um, your household waste into the things that yeah. you do recycle, so your your type one two plastics, your paper, your cardboard, your um, uh, your metal cans, you, you can probably reduce the amount of actual garbage that goes to the landfill by half. And you know, while, yeah. while while we're carrying out this this pilot, we're trying to reduce the strain on um, our our collections team on, mm-hmm. on on the staff doing the work. You know, if you reduce reduce your garbage by half, you're reducing um, that strain that we put on the staff every morning. And and the pile of you know, sometimes you see a, a pile at someone's house. You know, in these mm-hmm. um, enclosures, you know, you, you'd reduce that volume down. And, and um, you know. In, in, through the visual aspect of your property as well, you know, whilst whilst recycling at the same time. So mm-hmm. we do promote it, we do support it, and, and you know, all, all the materials that we can recycle, they do get packaged and shipped to the US. Yes. Okay, folks. So uh, go and find out the closest recycling depot, and uh, you can go and just drop off your recyclable items there. Um, it, it's a change in mindset, isn't it, gentlemen? I mean, yes, sometimes it takes a minute for people to get there. But I can tell you, we recently had visitors from the US and they went to the garbage bin and there's like, they were like, where's the recycling area? And I was ashamed to say, eh, we don't have one. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Yeah, not yet, soon come. (laughs) Um, And big shout out to Foster's because, you know, I think it was last year, the year before Foster's started giving out these little green bins that you could use to recycle your cans and stuff like that. And I have one here. I'm just using it to store like doggy toys or something. It's not, oh, no. it's not being used to recycle. So shame on oh, me. That's that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got me one from that. them. I got three from them and I'm using them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well now I know that now that I know that there's recycling depots, yeah. I will I'll pull that out and start to recycle these cans or something. Yes. Uh, and what, what can be found at the recycling depots? We got cans, bottles, what else can I take there? Well for, for now we, we have cans. Uh, cardboards mm-hmm. and uh, and plastic type one and two type one and two plastics, all right. Okay. Um, the, the I'm working on some things with the to to bring back the the glass, but we're not yet there yet. So I'm still in negotiation and discussion with our partners, um, so we can reintroduce that back again, hopefully soon. So okay. we should be making some announcements about that in, in the near future. Because okay. I'm not going to get called about that as to whether we're going to start recycling glass again. Um, yes. we, we, we're aiming to do that and shortly, but um, we, we're still in discussion with our partners who will be receiving. So as soon as that is finalized, then mm-hmm. we'll move forward on that. All right. So some other benefits, folks, of the um, new recycling, uh, recycling, the um, the new pilot program where they're going to provide you with these bins is that it's going to improve public health, you know, keeping garbage off and debris off the streets, keeping it properly secured until it can be collected, all leads to better public health, reducing litter for sure, improves the visual appearance of homes and streets, and makes it easier and safer for residents and the collection crew. So let's do some speed dial questions here. I see some people do have some questions. I think most of them will be answered. so who is actually participating in this pilot program and do you have to sign up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do. 
Sorry, sorry, Mr. Simpson. No, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. You can, you can explain. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we'd like we'd like people to sign up and and um, just 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 to be clear, you know, it is a we, we are just doing a pilot at the beginning. It's a um, it's uh, one one route within within the prospect area. Um, if you if you go to the DEH website on gov.ky/dh, you'll um, be able to see the information there and see where the route is. But we're um, we're off. Um, uh, roads off uh, Prospect Point Drive, uh, Mangrove Street, uh, Poindexter, Bonnyview, um, um, uh, Patrick's Island. You know, it's, it's it's in that area. So it's it's just homes in that area to start off with. Yeah, there's the there's there's the plan there. Um, you know, so if, if you're in that area, you'll be eligible to register. Uh, we will we will take your details and then uh, provide you with information on 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 the next steps and. When you can expect the bin, and when we can start collecting, um, and, and 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 just to bear in mind that you know re regular collections will will be carried out at the same time in this area. So um, if, if people don't wish to take part, you know the same truck will still still co come and collect your uh, regular garbage if if you don't have one of these bins. So um, you know the way the truck's set out, we can we can mix and match. We can do both, um, but you know we'd like to get as many residents on on, on board in this area. Um, and, there's um, approximately uh, three three hundred locations on this route that we would um, like to service. So um, yeah, if you're in this area, you can you can sign up either by the website, uh, give us a call nine four nine six six nine six, and we'll give you the information you need. Hmm. All right, very good. We actually have some streets here. Again, the website. We'll share um, that link has got all the useful information for you. But here's if you live on prospect route number three, covering all of the streets that you see here, um, Palm Island Circle, Oxford Court, uh, Dogwood, Lock Way, lots and lots of streets, including this area. We do have a caller on the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Morning. Um, I heard your guest say that the bins will belong to um, the government. Well, it belongs to DEH, yes. Right. So um, that means that they're going to set rules about how their property is handled. Am I correct? Probably yeah. some basic rules. Um, can, can, can they help us understand what the public would be expected to do in relation to these bins? Okay. All right. So let, let's go through some of the, uh, I think we were going to get there, but thanks, Danny, for that question. Let's go through uh, what can be put in them, first of all. Yeah, well, listen, you know, the, the things that can go in there, your, your household garbage. So, yes, um, you know, it's, it's, it's things things like, you know, um, uh, containers from the kitchen, you know, uh, normally things like waste food. There's there's things from the bathroom, sanitary items, you know, it's it's, it's just your normal household garbage, you know. Uh -huh. um, I, I, we'd, we'd like, you know, the things that, that we do recycle, we'd like those to be, you know, if you're going to take part and separate them out and... and, and and take them to the depots, obviously. But if uh, uh, if people are you know not willing or haven't haven't um, taken that on board yet, we will we, we will still collect those items if they're in the garbage. Uh, we, we we don't want things like um, obviously hazardous materials, so uh, things things like oil, batteries in particular, 
um, the, the things that we don't want in the garbage at present, you know, that, that can cause a risk, uh, certainly a fire, like hot coals as well from um, barbecues and what have you. So um, it's 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 the regular garbage that the homeowner would put out currently. That that is what would um, that is what would go in in these bins as well. Um, and 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 Nicole talked about rules. You know, it's just, yes. you know, and, and there's a little bit. Of, it feels like there's a you know, there's, there's, there's some feeling with that, you know, this is, it sounds a bit like a, a negative thing, like we've got rules on this, you know, I mean, well, or, or we, you know, we'll, we'll supply the bins um, for the pilot and we, we will we will retain ownership on them because it is a pilot. Um, yes. and, the, and the reason we want to do that is because we want to look after them and we would really expect the homeowners to do the same as well. So just fair use, take care. Um, we, we'd expect them to, you know, hopefully clean it from time to time if there is any, um, muck or debris that develops in there um, but you know we, we, we appreciate that some, sometimes things will happen uh, bins may get damaged um, you know they may get lost <laughs> um, you know these sorts of things you know and, and and we'll take each case on its own but you know we, we would we would likely re, uh, repair or replace um, those bins you know within limits you know throughout the throughout the period of the trial because you know the reason why we're doing the trial is, 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 is to gain information you know? right and we want good feeling as well. We want the homeowner to be um, pleased with the bin, pleased with the service and, and the way that it all works. So uh-huh. uh, the much we can do to assist in that. Uh-huh. All right. Now, should we, um, how, how big are the bins, by the way? This might be useful. The 96 gallons. 96 gallons. That's a pretty good size. Yeah. What if I'm a resident that has like a, you know, some residents have like a fenced in area a um like a brick uh, uh what do you garbage call it? enclosures Little garbage it, enclosure what if yeah. the 96 gallons doesn't fit in there well i Will mean the, outside of that we'd prefer that they roll it out um where we can easily access it right um, if it's going to be a challenge within the, the enclosure then we, we, we encourage them not to put it in there for us um you know uh you, you know some some i've already t- I was talking to <laughs> um someone that live in prospect just yesterday and it was like you know what I'm, I, if i can take put it in my garage and then you know put all my garbage inside i'm like yeah that's nothing wrong with that you can put it in your gar- your garage keep it there but make sure you roll it out the night before <laughs> on tuesday nights you know because the collection days are, will still be on wednesday um, uh-huh. um in the area so you can you know because some people are accustomed to that in in, in, these, in the states for example uh-huh. it, it, you, you can't legally pull it out <laughs> until the night before right so uh-huh. he, he was talking to me about those things but um you know we, we'll, we'll talk about legislation another time if we want to get into that but um, uh-huh. i think for now you know well even so this the, the, you know the pilot may tell us that we need to develop further legislations to to, to, to handle this thing as well so yeah, you know, yeah we certainly yeah as long as we have yeah um, as long as we have access you know um mm-hmm. you know they make it just roll it out so we can have quick and easy access and then after we're done and uh, roll it back into the, the their yards then they can put it back inside if they wish yeah we did have someone ask whether they said some people put their bin on the side of the road is that legal should it not be on their property so what are the current rules so that we're all clear what are the current rules on where you're supposed to put the bin well, the, the current rules um, is that you're supposed to roll it out, on, not onto the streets, but in front of your home, right, um, for, for us to collect it on, mm-hmm. on collection days. 
um, and that's on collection days. You know, you don't, you don't. Some people would leave them out in the street for, for until the next week. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not the proper way to do it, right? Um, you know, so it, and it's your responsibility to roll it back in uh, and, and put it up how you want it in your on your mm-hmm. property. But just make sure that it's rolled out in front, but not on the streets to obstruct traffic in in, in any way. Using these bins gives us gives us an opportunity to kind of confirm what those requirements are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would we would like the, the, the people that participate can honestly can keep the bin wherever they want. Um, you know, typically where I'm from, I'm from in the UK, typically it's near the kitchen. You know, that's where you generate a lot of your near the back door, near the kitchen, and you you open the kitchen door and you and, and you and you toss some garbage into the bin. Uh, mm-hmm. You roll you roll it out on the day when you need, and you, and you bring it back again. It's just 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 convenient. But at the, the, the moment, you know, the, um, the 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 law says it's kind of at the curbside, you know, it's at the edge of the road. Um, mm-hmm. But the way that the way that the collections go at the moment is that there is no standard set out for a household. You know, people have some people may have enclosures. They may be built to the wall. They may be mm-hmm. they may just put a bin out. They may there's there's lots of different. Um, you know, there's infinite variety, and, and 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 in a lot of those cases, they're not near the curbside, and that means that our um, our collections team have to carry those materials sometimes some distance to the truck before they can even get it in the truck. You know, um, and if those if those materials are heavy, then that gives us gives us some problems. But if we're able to just say, you know, will you been to the edge of the road? We'll hook it on the truck, flip it, put it back where it was. You put it where you want. That just it just makes I, I think that just makes life simpler for everyone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, Cameron has a question. I think we may have answered this, but just in case, how many bins are going to be involved in the pilot program? Yeah, well, we have um, about 400 bins. I think it is somewhere around there. Um, you know, to, and, and the, the the route itself, and Mike can know this, these numbers better than me because he manages this every day, but um, it's about 300 plus homes, right? Um, so what what is going to happen is we will have officers, um, environmental officers, and, and along with some solid waste members, um, go out on start. I think it's starting this Saturday to the residents, and we'll be going door to door, seeing what what um, their enclosures look like, how many occupancies, and that will determine how many bins um, they get. You know. Um, as long as we have enough to to, to give more than one, mm-hmm. um, but um, I, I think we, you know because there there's some pl- place in the community also has apartments, right? And so somebody say, well, how do how are you going to handle those apartments? Well, mm-hmm. the, the current rule is right now if if you have ten or more apartments, as by by law, right? You have ten or more apartments, you're going to be considered a residential, um, commercial um, collection. Point, right, so mm-hmm. which, which means you're required to have at least a minimum eight, eight, eight yard bin, and that is serviced by commercial trucks, so not by the residential crew, right? But if you have an apartment, this is nine or less, then you know we'll have to consider then looking at that and see how many bins can be supplied at this this apartment complex, um, because they're considered residential, right? So if they're part of this route, then we'll have to consider that in terms of how many. So it, it all depends on, on on how many persons live in the household. And mm-hmm. you know, because well, we, we didn't come up with the ninety-six gallons just, just, just you know, out of the thin air. We, this is something that we thought about, and and we look at um, how many persons the average 
a number of persons occupy household. And we look at, because remember now, in our calculations, um, the, each person in this island disposes of seven, the average person disposes of seven pounds of garbage every day. And you can probably judge that when you think for, think of it for yourself and say, okay, how many, most of us have those 13 gallon um, garbage um, bins in our kitchens, right? Mm -hmm. And so you, you say, okay, I, I normally put out about two or three of those every week. And then you look and say, how many of us live in the house, right? It's only, mm -hmm. you know, three or four, right? So that's how you, you look at it and say, okay, well, let's, let's give them more than what we think they should need. That way there shouldn't be any cater for overflows, right? Mm -hmm. So hence the reason the 96 gallons came about. So we, we, we are thinking based on, um, you know, your, your, your waste uh, outputs, then we should be able to, to, to manage the, 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 the work with, with the 96 gallon. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right. So um, great information. 9362626. If you have a question, Cameron is reminding everyone, don't rough them up and damage them. Then blame the home homeowners and charge them for damage. So um, obviously your um, employees, as you mentioned earlier, will now have um, equipment on the trucks that can properly lift these. So that takes off, you know, quite a bit of um, handling of them for sure. Um, and I'm supposing that they've been instructed that you don't just throw these bins back down on the ground, right? These are government property. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, the, the team has been going through some some training. Um, you know, I know Mike and, and took them through some some rigorous training last week, so that they, you know, in terms of how they roll the bins. So, because I mean, it may, it may sound simple. You just roll the bin to the truck and it, and, and, and it lifts the scores and takes it up. But but it is a technique to all of that, right? To make sure that, you know, when while we're collecting the waste, we don't damage the bins ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. through, through the mechanism. So um, the staff are, have now been trained and uh, we're ready to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and so what, what like I say, the most important thing for me with, with this whole thing is, is for the, the health and safety of the staff, you know, to prevent um, long-term injuries, um, uh, you know, on themselves, you know, so we want them to be able to do their job safely so they can continue to serve you and, uh, and, and the public, you know, with efficiency and, and on-time service, quality service. And, and these are the things we want to make sure that we continue to improve on. All right, folks, so if you're just joining us on the radio or perhaps on social media, we have representatives from the Department of Environmental Health joining us this morning, and they're talking about a trial wheeled bin pilot project, which is going to be launching in the prospect community. They're going to do um, the first pilot there, and then depending on the success of that and what data they obtain, it could then, I suppose, you know, go district by district and island wide. So let's talk about the actual duration of the pilot program. Yeah, we're, we're, we're proposing to start in September, um, you know, so we're looking to get people registered and signed up before then so we understand um, how many people are on board, you know, where the bins are going, get those delivered um, in time for that start date. So, you know, we've got some we've got some time under our belt right now. Um, so that's why we're doing all this work to kind of get the message out there. Um, I mean, we in terms of the duration, we're, we've, we've, we've just earmarked ourselves six months to... to uh, to gather information, um, we're, we're collecting sort of baseline conditions at the moment. We talked about mm -hmm. benefits before in terms of 
um, you know, reduction to litter, reductions of um, infestation, vermin, things like that. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at the route now to try and um, kind of quantify what it looks like now so that, you know, as we move on through the trial, we can do that assessment again to, um, you know, show these benefits along with um, uh, a survey that we're, we're going to give each, each participant to provide us with information about how they feel, both about our, our service at the, at the present time, plus, you know, how, you know, how the community looks now, you know, what, what, what we're looking like now. We can, mm-hmm. we can repeat that through that um, six-month period, you know, and once we gather that information, we can, we can take the view of that point, you know, whether we can, you know, invest, invest more money, which is what it is, invest more money to, to buy more bins and, and put more lifts on trucks and expand it again. Um, you know, this 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 six month period will give us that information on on the best route forward. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we have Lavana says I should have taken a picture this morning to show the way that my bins were thrown all over the place. Oh my goodness! Yes, uh, some some improvements needed there. Mr. Sim said they're getting some training, Lavana. Um, so hopefully they'll do a little bit better with government property. But overall. Uh, Mr. Sims, do your truck, I mean, I guess it's hard on them. Like you said, they're lifting all day. Maybe even by nine o'clock in the mornings, they're already tired. I don't know. And, you know, they get kind of lazy. But, you know, are you having discussions with them about how they're treating people's bins? Yes, yes, we have been. Um, and, and you know what? We've seen some improvements in some areas. Um, you know, you, you know, sometimes they say old habits are hard to break, but um, yes. we, we're, we're working with the team and we're constantly, um, you know, having reminders and, and meet, you know, in all our meetings, we constantly remind them. Uh, and I know Mike, Mike and, and the operation manager all, all, always on top of those guys in relation to those complaints. So we're, we're making improvements. Um, you know, I would like to see it a little faster than, than, than what is happening now so that we can reduce the complaints in, in, in the way that we, we've been receiving. And, well, you know, the only complaints in relation to residential collection recently is just that. Um, you know, people are saying we have been put back their bins um, properly. Um, but for the you know for the most part things have you know been good but except those little things but we want to make sure that we provide good quality customer service so it's important for us to do it you know all the way through not just about collection collecting the waste on time and on schedule but these little things do 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 have an impact on our customer service so we'll continue to ask the team to to make sure that we improve on that all right very very good um so just to clarify folks um deh is launching the program you should keep the wheel bin within your residence um, or your property until the night before your appointed collection date now we have someone saying that you know sometimes they're putting garbage out and then nobody comes to collect it for days later uh is there anything that we need to know that's going on with collection dates or are you guys pretty much on schedule at the moment well, we're, we're on schedule at the moment, um, but whenever you see that happens, right, there's always something wrong, right? Yeah. There, there, there's, there's, there's two things that, that, that's gone wrong there, because this, the collection days are set, you know, um, you know, Mon- Monday's a West Bay, Tuesday, Georgetown, Wednesday, um, Prospect up to Newlands, um, Thursday, Bordentown, I think that's what it is, and, and then Friday, yeah. Eastern District, right? So the thing is, if you don't see us coming, something went wrong 
is either, you know, these trucks are mechanical, right? They break down. You know, we have issues. Um, you know, they, they, I keep telling people, right, remind people, our trucks, our vehicles are the only trucks on this island mm -hmm. that go to every single resident every week, right. in every roads, every street, and, you know, there's wear and tear. They're going to be breakdowns, right? So if, if that happens, that means... You know, we're going to be delayed. Not that we don't want to come or we're not coming. We're just going to be set back a bit. And sometimes we have staff that are injured as a result. This is exactly why we want to launch this program to reduce those injuries. And so when when persons are sick and then we have to try to make up to say, okay, ask other guys who are, are fit and healthy to take on the other um, routes. Um, you know, these things cause delay. But once everybody's up and running, all equipments are going, you notice that we are on time, we're on schedule, and there are no issues. But, but you know, but we do try to make up, you know, that's why sometimes you find that on a Saturday, some people say, well, they notice when we didn't come on a Friday. Yeah, we, we're in there on the weekends to, to try to make up for, 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 for those um, miscollections, right? But, but, but most of the times, those are the two issues that cause us to be delayed, right? But other than that, we're, but but so far so good. We've been we've been for the last couple of weeks back on track. Um, there have been no real issues um, per se. And then you know, come coming next month or by the end of this month, there'll be additional trucks coming to be added to the fleet. So you know, we're 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 constantly trying to make sure that we we keep up our equipments up to date and mm -hmm. and, and service regularly so that um, we can we can continue to meet the collection demands. Right back, guys. Go to the car. All right. So we've got multiple callers on the line. Uh, Denny, you're up first. Good morning again. Uh, yeah, morning again. Um, <clears throat> is it possible on the bins that you can um, put on the bin? the route number or information however it is that you would designate a specific route so that in the event that you have mechanical issues mm -hmm. that you can just send a message to the press saying route so and so is going to have issues for the next three days and people could just simply look at their bin and says ah that applies to me but you know we, we 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 do do that but it seems like sometimes uh, i don't think um you know it's when we send out our messages it's hurt right um because you know whenever we're going to be um delayed we normally send out a press release you know and, and, and publish on our website to say okay and we, we're running uh these these particular areas and we would name the streets so you don't you know that once you're on that street um you know there's a little delay but um it seemed like you know quite often a lot of people miss that you send it to the media if we're going to be delayed for any real extended period of time we, we, we normally send those out to the media um, and, and you know and you know it's a, you know we can, well once it gets to them if they you know I, I can tell you I know I've heard it quite a few times whenever we send it out but um you know for the wider public sometimes they miss it I mean, I mean typically we'll you know if we if we are if we are delayed it will typically be by a day um, you know, and what, 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 what people won't see is, is the work that goes on in the background to, mm. um, to to catch up. You know, so let's let's say, for example, we, we, we didn't, you know, we were missing a truck. You know, the, the route that that truck would have done would then be shared amongst the other routes. So everyone that's working would actually be, would, would actually be doing more to try and catch up. And the teams that we have here are very committed to doing that. 
you know, both both through the supervisory team and the, the drivers and the collectors, you know, we work very hard to catch up. Typically, we would we, we would we would be a day behind if, if anything. Now, you know, we, we, we service over over ten thousand locations a week here on here on Grand Alone. Um, you know, we're not we're not always going to get it right. We're, you know, there will be locations where you know maybe well, garbage for whatever reason. You know, we 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 would we would certainly ask people to. Um, to call DEH, call customer service, so that we can identify that. And, you know, your call mm-hmm. will be logged, and we will work um, to find out why and, and, and get that rectified. You know, if we don't, mm-hmm. if, well, I, we, we can't see every uh, location. I, sorry, if, sorry, go ahead, please. Mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt that you guys work hard. <laughs> um, I, I understand the complexities involved in the scheduling and reliability and all I, I get all of that that's fine i don't have a problem there i mean as far as i'm concerned that this quality of service that i get from deh is good so i mean i don't particularly don't have have an issue mm-hmm. i'm just trying to highlight an area that i think that that the message could be more efficiently delivered to the mm-hmm. end user in the event that the worst case scenario plays out and 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 you can't um deal with craft with the, with the garbage in a, mm-hmm. at the time sure. that you require for it to be done yeah. um to me if, if if my bin says route six on it and you send a message to the media saying hey route six is going to be affected for the next three days that's a, that's a very simple i don't need to call customer service it's written right on the bin I heard it on social media. I heard it on CMR. I heard it wherever. Route yeah. six is affected, mm-hmm. so so I know I don't need to call you. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Sure, yeah, we take that on board for sure. And and and, and you know we have um, a communication officer that works with the department that takes care of all that. So that's not that's not an issue for us. We'll, we'll certainly take that on board. All right, thank you so much. We do have another caller. We're actually going to give them a call back because there's a little bit of um couldn't quite hear Denny with them on the line at the same time. So let's go ahead and give this caller a call back. Just one second. Good morning, hey, caller. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Um, I just wanted to ask a quick question because I'm just actually in the UK at the moment. Good morning, mm-hmm. everybody. This is Kenneth Bryan. Um, and one of the practices I've noticed, and I just asked the professionals on 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 hand to probably comment or, or give a viewpoint, in the UK, you're not allowed to bring your garbage out until the day of, mm-hmm. which means that you never, if you go on certain streets now, people put garbage out from the day they get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if your bags, if you got it picked up on a Thursday, but your garbage can is full on a Monday, you'll put the garbage out to the top of the road, sometimes on the road, which is, in my opinion, against the National Authorities, National Roads Authorities law. You can't put it on the road. You're supposed to have an allocated position on your land. But what people do is you, you put the garbage out from Monday until Thursday when it needs to be collected. And what happens is you create a look, a feel of you walk, you drive down a neighborhood and there's garbage because um, it's a culture, right? Everybody just puts mm-hmm. the garbage out as they get it, as opposed yeah. to holding it like what they do in the UK. They hold it in their garbage can. And the garbage can is probably kept for like for the um, professional on on hand. They they hold it by their kitchen or or mm-hmm. close to their home, and then they roll it out the night before. So you never actually ever see garbage because you roll it out the evening before, 
the next morning it's collected and most people they know when they wake up they go out they take the garbage can and they put it back around the back of the house mm -hmm. so you never actually see this garbage look within a neighborhood and i think we should take on that similar practice um i just don't know if that's being considered because we don't have any rules as to when you're allowed to put your garbage out you're allowed to put it out monday to sunday um so but we only get collected once a week so that means there's six days of the week where there's garbage at every house and it gives a perception from the cleanliness perspective and this is important from a um, beautification perspective of our neighborhoods and our streets so just wondering if that kind of thought process has been considered for um potential proposal for us to accept in the future because it gives a look and a cleanliness um, um, approach to mm -hmm. how we deal with garbage. I'll mm -hmm. leave it there. Okay, thank you so much, Minister. Appreciate it. Uh, and for clarity, um, the director did say that that is supposed to be the case here. Is that actually embedded in legislation? Well, the the, the legislation requires you to. It does say that you have to put your your, your waste out the night before. Right, um, but the, the problem is when the, the, it needs to be amended to the extent to give penalties for that, right? Um, so it, it, while it just it says the night before, you know, it doesn't give any more teeth other than to say, you know, for, for example, if you don't do it, if you if you do it, if you put out your waste before that, what will happen? You know, what are the penalties for doing that? So there has to be some, you know, amended amends to the legislation to, to, to have that enforced. But that's certainly, like I say, you know, we're not taking anything off the table during this whole um, um, survey that we're conducting. So those are the things that, mm -hmm. you know, will tell us that, okay, yes, we need to we need to implement this aspect of it, and but it will require additional legislation to support it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we have someone who said, I'm just tuning in. What's the pilot program for? Hello. Get caught up. The Department of Environmental Health folks is launching a pilot we can't, program. We can't go um, again. In the, in the district of Prospect, first and foremost, of the Prospect community, for a period of six months starting in September, the proposed new waste collection system is aimed at testing the implementation of what they're saying is world-class standard mechanic, mechanic, mechanicized? No, mechanic. Oh my goodness. Good grief. <laughs> Collections from residential <laughs> locations. Um, and this is before any new waste collection system is considered. So we're taking baby steps. We're going to be doing this trial. Uh, the trucks are being upgraded and retrofitted so that then they can uh, pick up these um, 96 gallon garbage bins. It's going to improve. A lot of things, including reducing manual waste, reducing issues with vermin. Oh, Lord. Caller, we get a lot of background noise from you. Hello? Hi, caller. Oh, my goodness. When you call in, folks, try to, try to end whatever background conversations you might have been engaging in. And if you got yelling and screaming in the background, find a quiet area to place your call. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, morning, Sandra. I have a couple of questions sure. um, to do that. Um, garbage collection, I just heard that, um, I think they said an example that West Bays are Monday. So um, I think they need to clarify that because garbage collection for West Bays didn't get picked up until yesterday down Mount Pleasant and the shore size. Um, they also need to say that if collection for um, 
homes are Mondays and then um, residential area are Mondays and then apartment complex and businesses are what did. Because I know, for example, um, someone that is paying for garbage collection to be picked up twice a week and it doesn't happen every week. So if you're going to implement rules across the board, the border, you need to implement rules within your organization for your staff as well. Because there are certain drivers that do not want to pick up certain locations. They should do an announcement. Announcements are free on Facebook, Instagram, and it's trying to social media. I mean, if a person is sick, he's sick. Yes, you can't do nothing. But if you have a truck that is broken down, it's going to be breaking down for one week or two weeks. The public needs to know. Yeah, but like I say, you know, we, we do um, send out messages, uh, you know, and um, you know, whether people listen to them. Um, you know, it's an is an is another thing, because I can tell you, um, you know, it's I'm surprised sometimes with the information we get back from people who saying that they haven't heard this, they don't know this, they don't know that, and we constantly trying to to, to put information out, and um, you know, and and some people like I say will get the information, but it's not everybody listens to the radio. I I don't think, um, you know, during times when we need them to, but um, but we do we do have a communication of some sort. We do send out messages um, when, when these things are happening. Uh, but for some reason, um, you know, it doesn't reach the ears that, that needs to, but we'll, we'll continue to wrap it up and, and ensure that we send out, continue to send out communications when there are going to be delays. Um, you know, because, you know, like I said, these, these, these units are mechanical and, and they need service. And sometimes we have to take them off, off, the, off the street to, to take them out of the rotation to get them serviced, you know, to ensure that they, they can they, they can last quite a long time, you know. So, but we'll we'll make sure we you know to 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 continue to prove our improve on our communications um, in this regard for sure. And and, and our, our you know all, all the collection schedules are on on the DH website uh, via the government website. So that information is there. And I think like I said before, you know, we typically if we are going to be behind it probably be only be one one day yes max two i mean we, we we've we've collected all our residential routes within the week you know going back um going back a number of years that, that, I've, that I've been here now i can't i can't recall in a, a time where we're, where we've overrun a week which um which is which is you know kind of where things were in a number of years ago we're not we're, we're certainly not there now um but like i say even if even if we have even if we have collected all the routes within a day, on the day that it's said to be done, and we do that week by week, you know, there will still be some residents that get missed. You know, there will still be some um, collections that, that don't get made for a variety of reasons. Sometimes things may be blocked in. Sometimes we've overlooked it. You know, we're not we're not blameless in all this, but um, you know, we just we just ask people to get in touch, and we will work hard to rectify that. Mm-hmm. All right. Some people suggest maybe sending out your message on uh, on CMR. <laughs> a few messages came okay. through saying that. All right. We've got more well, callers. If, if that works better, then we'll certainly consider that as well. <laughs> yes. All right. We do have a couple callers on the line. Good morning, caller, and welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. Yes, sir. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Morning. morning. Um, <clears throat> will, will the pilot program involve uh recycling like how people sort through recycling and not yet in. so we did address that earlier and um, oh, not not at this soon. time so, okay 
Mm-hmm. Will so, it be sometime in the future? Yes, that's the end goal. Is that in the work? Soon come. Yes, yeah, that, that is a long-term plan. But we, but we, but we're encouraging you to still use our depots, and and I can guarantee you, wherever yeah. you live in any district, there, there's mm-hmm. one depot located within your district. Right. A caller, did you know that there were recycling depots in every single district? I did not know that. Okay. I know that you have a gas station and you, the big bins, but I didn't know that it was one in every district. Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently well, I I didn't know that either. So we gotta well, we gotta spread the word. Yeah, and these these are the things that this and, and I can tell you right, Sandra, this been at least five years, right? And mm-hmm. we've been yeah, wow. and and so we we've been promoting these things. What I could say, you have people who listen to your show and probably won't mm-hmm. listen to another show or or another radio station that we advertise these things on, and then everybody go, oh well, I've never heard or I've mm-hmm. never told, but but these the the the, the only recent um, depot that we opened. Recently, the one in Bordentown, mm-hmm. um, and that was just about two months two months ago now. Mm-hmm. I would say it's been there. Right? Where but in Bordentown? Right next door to the police station, right um, um, by the play field, football field. Okay, mm-hmm. good to know. Thank yeah. you. All yeah. right, good yeah. stuff. Well, we got to spread the word about these depots. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, from a communications perspective, you know what I find, um, and this is anyone who's trying to get messaging out there. You can't just say something once and expect yeah. people to get it. You do need to say it multiple times and you use uh, multiple avenues as well. So, you know, even with our, uh, we've got over almost 80,000 people on on Facebook alone. So Facebook is definitely a good way to get out messaging. Um, each post will reach thousands of people, but, you know, you can't just do one singular post because maybe that day some people weren't on and they missed it. So, you know, you do multiple things, you do stuff on radio, you do stuff on, on websites, on your own social media channels. Um, CMR obviously has Instagram and Facebook, uh, you know, so you kind of spread it out in terms of reaching the most people, even WhatsApp. We have a huge WhatsApp community. So that's why every single thing that we post on um, on Facebook, uh, on our website, we then send to a WhatsApp group because people are kind of lazy. They don't want to go looking for the information. They want it delivered right to their inbox, right to their WhatsApp messages. And so um, I think that that's a key takeaway as well. Juliet says the exact same thing. She says, I would suggest sending the message to Sandra and CMR and the folks will definitely get the message. Uh, yeah. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning to you and good morning to your guest. Good there. morning, sir. Good morning. Morning, sir. Yeah, just just a quick question. Um, sure. Do you think the the Gaviana move towards the future picking the garbage up twice a week? Well, well, we, we, we used to do that. But yeah. What, yeah. What happened? Let me let me explain. The the goal is, and I can tell you, to to get back to once to twice a week collection someday, sometime. To do that, um, you know, it's going to take. Twice the amount of trucks that we have now, twice the amount of mm-hmm. staff to get there. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is why why we we slip back to, to once a week is simply this. If you look and look around the Cayman Islands, this island has been growing at rapid rate, right? Um, there, there I, I can use so many examples of so many different locations, but I'll just use Savannah for example, right? Um, before the Frank Hall homes went in. We could have gone and collect your garbage twice a week, but then mm-hmm. when you find this mass development start going on, they were empty, empty lots, empty land 
that we used to pass, no problem. Now, it's a whole development, right? And these developments are, are spread across what a lot of people don't see because sometimes we're so caught up into our busy schedule. I keep telling people these days, we're so busy. We're so busy that we don't notice a lot of things because the, the system got us going three places, work, mm -hmm. home, and grocery store, right? So you don't get mm -hmm. to see how rapidly this island has developed. What I just remember I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, we are the only department in the Cayman Islands that goes to every single home every week. Mm -hmm. We know and see every single development that you're not seeing. So when we are in there, going a place that we used to pass, no problem. Now it's a whole development. We're spending two hours of collection in that area. Mm -hmm. We go down to another development. We're spending two hours. Um, I remember mm -hmm. the days when Lookout Gardens, for example, were just a few homes. Now it's one big mass development that we are mm -hmm. actually have to go in. And so it is, you know, I can continue to name these different developments across the, the Cayman Islands yeah. that you are not seeing that we see every day. So people say, well, yeah, you need to get back to twice a week. It's not yeah. as easy as that. It means I have to double up on resources to, to do that. And it, is it achievable? Absolutely. But we, we just need to, to, to get back to, to understand that we have to grow. The department has to grow along with how the massive development that is going on. Condominium, mm -hmm. you look at it, you know, many condominiums and apartments that are going, that has been mm -hmm. constructed all over this island, right? That we have to service, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, it, you know, we can get there, but yes, it would require so much um, more in terms of expenditure, mm -hmm. resources, and, 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 and to keep up. Yeah. But but we we we're hoping yeah. to get up. We're hoping to get there because I put a proposal um, to to my ministry and, and and see how we can get, but what the cost will be to do that. And I'm hoping that um, you know they'll take that on board to so see if we can get by there someday. Mm -hmm. I hope I hope they do because I mean common common sense will tell you the island is growing mm -hmm. and you need you need you need to be. The resources are being consumed, so you need to you need to how these things are there. Mm. I mean, we've been this. It, this is about your your pay grade and stuff. I know the right. department doesn't have anything to do with it. It's, it's 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 those above you. But I mean, they should really consider consider that that should be that should be what I call a, a necessity. You know, right. that's what, and, and I hope that we don't get to the to the situation what uh, what the minister was talking about there just now that mm. you gotta keep the garbage somewhere else other than then are the garbage containment before you put it out because you imagine well, you're supposed to be two, well, i think the point the minister bag, two garbage bags uh two with uh, two garbage bags are uh, uh, garbage inside your house until the day they can collect it or like, put it somewhere about <laughs> other than them than by the garbage fund i well, mean i, I know some that, people um... that know that don't have garbage containment now i could understand that don't just put it on the roadside you know, put it in, right. inside, have it inside your land there close to the roadside, but somebody with a garbage containment, mm -hmm. they car the garbage from time, they car the garbage out of the house, they car it out there, you can have the garbage, a garbage bag sitting in your house there for, 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 for a day or two until, until the garbage come back, so I, until the garbage truck comes. So I hope that we don't have to, we don't have to get to that because that would really be a lowering the bar on, 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 on the garbage, the garbage situation, mm. you know? So All right, I, I thank you for your time, and it's yes, very sir. interesting to hear what I say. Okay, thank you. And we have uh, more calls coming in. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning again. That caller <laughs> just made a very interesting point. But what I noticed is that the gentleman actually deflected on the situation. Um, if you know that island is growing and you see it growing 
your your answer is that you have limited trucks. Have you ever thought about investing and buying more trucks? Do well, well, hold on, hold, hold on now, caller. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up, back it up, back it all the way up like that garbage truck. This is not a matter for the gentleman that you see sitting in front of you. They they know this, and I'm sure they pass it on to your elected officials, who will then set the budget and decide where money is prioritized and where things. Or you know, well, I, think the I mean, then Who then you need to talk. You need to talk to your elected officials. That, well, the, uh, elected officials. I don't think we have any faith in them, to be honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I'm they they set the, the budget. Let's keep in mind, though, caller, that they do set the budget for different yeah. agencies and departments. And I I take Mr. Sims' point because when he was saying it, it really kind of hit home. Think about the mass development on this island. All the condos. Every time I go into West Bay, I'm just like, oh my God, another development. They knew it was coming. Before the public know, they know what the apartment building is coming up two years prior or five years prior. This is something they can have prepared for. All right. Let me me address that. Thank you, Colin. Yeah, I can still address that because the thing is, yeah. you know, to be fair to the government, right? They have been providing us with the necessary funding that we need, right? Yeah. Because, but the, the problem is, as as soon as we we get these with um, additional resources, because right now, I say I just I mentioned earlier on in the show that I have five trucks coming hopefully by the end of this month, right? But as soon okay. as you put them into operation, you you like um so they got so you know so consumed, and you say, well, where they went. Mm-hmm. And so we need more. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of the constant pace that we're. So developing. it's like it's like the cat chasing the mouse type of situation. You're always yeah, chasing. But, but, yeah, but, well, but to I mean, be we, fair, we do have a replacement program. You know, so yeah, you know, we 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 are we are replacing the trucks at the rate that they, um, you know, depreciate. You know, and in addition to that, we 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 are adding more trucks to the fleet as we go along. In all, in in all areas, you know, but I think. You know, that, that's to accommodate once a week if we want to accommodate twice a week and we're you know we're, we're happy to do whatever we'll, 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 we'll see what we'll see what comes out of this trial you know in terms mm-hmm. of how we can manage the garbage in this new new type of thing um, but we will happily work with whatever whatever resources we're given mm-hmm. you know so if we're, if we're asked to look into something whether it's once a week or twice a week um like mr sim saying you know we'll put a proposal together for that and that proposal will be considered you know so mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not like we're not looking at these things we said we are yes all right you've got um multiple calls on the line so let, we've got three callers actually so let's um just give me one second let me see who was first in the queue so first up we have oh gosh one second for me uh, trying to merge them back. Oh, what's happening to the merge feature? Uh, it's not wanting to merge. Even the phone is tired this morning. All right. Uh-oh. Did I just hang up on everybody? Caller? Good morning. Oh, my goodness. That's totally my fault. All right. Caller, are you there? Hmm. Okay. Give me one second. I will. I will call you all back. <laughs> I think that was my little fingers there. So we had five to five. Yes, callers calling back. Good morning, callers. Sorry about that. That's all right, Sandy. I've been hung up before. (laughs) 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 
Um, good morning to you and your guests. Um, I think people need to be um, held a little bit more accountable for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, well, not everybody, but there's a lot of complaints uh, coming in, but um, nobody's really saying anything positive for a service that's being provided. Mm-hmm. Um, is it perfect? No. Are the uh, guys that drive the trucks perfect? No. What in Cayman is perfect. Um, however, we now know that there are recycling um, stations throughout the island. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now everybody can take their plastic, their paper, their cardboard, their aluminum to these um, recycling stations, and they will have much more room in their garbage cans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, uh, you know, we have to be a little bit more environmentally friendly with our own island, um, clean it up a bit. Uh, you'll always have those people who are disrespectful. They don't care. They're going to pile the garbage. The garbage is going to fall, fall out of their bins. It's going to be all over the place. You're going to still have those people that are going to throw garbage out their windows, no matter what, when they're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. But here they're coming up with a plan. Um, is it going to be perfect? No, it's going to be an experiment. And they're trying to explain to people that this is something that they're going to try. It's a trial to see how it works. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we also know that things that don't belong to us, we don't always necessarily take care of. That's company mm-hmm. vehicles, that's machinery, that's anything. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think that they, you know, what they're, they're implementing is um, great. I mm-hmm. hope it works. Yes, they'll have to work some things out. But, you know, let's all support it instead of bashing it. And they also have to understand, well, you know, prices are increasing. If we end up having to have recyclable containers put in every um, residence, on island, who's got, who's going to absorb that cost? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are talking about bringing more trucks. Who's going to absorb that cost? Huh? I mean, people have to stop and think. Mm-hmm. And like I said, take accountability. Do some things for yourselves. That's mm-hmm. all I have to say. Yes. And I mean, to the caller's point, there's no such thing as a free meal. So everything we pay for in some form or another. So that's for sure. So thank you, caller, for adding some perspective to that. Really appreciate it. And another caller said, who's listening to the program, people just love complaining for the sake of complaining. (laughs) Ay, 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 what a hot mess. Um, We had another caller. I don't think this caller got through. Oh, we got Denny calling again. Denny, they soon tell you you're going to have a limit. Good morning, sir. I'm going to charge him a consultancy fee. (laughs) Um, I was listening to the recommendation of the minister, Minister Brian. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to ask your guests if, let's say I have four bins and Mm -hmm. I put them, let's say, within a couple feet of the boundary uh, near the road. And I place garbage bags in those bins and I close the covers properly and there's no overflowing garbage. 
would you consider that to be sightly or unsightly? No, I, I certainly wouldn't consider it to be unsightly. And, and the only concern I would have is how close to the road you're, you're, you're putting them if they're going to obstruct any, any passage. No, whether, whether it be, whether, because it's not about just just mobile traffic and there's foot traffic as well and, and mm -hmm. cyclists, right? As long as you're not obstructing no, no, the roadway. No, no. Yeah. There's no. Because it's not about it's mobile traffic. Private and nobody's traversing mm -hmm. my property. No. And so what I'm saying is that the bins are properly within my boundary. And nobody's traversing my property. And so what I'm saying is that the bins are properly within my boundary. Yeah, I think I think we have another call on the line. Caller, if you can end whatever background. I think you might be playing the radio in the background. So we have merged the calls. Just turn that down yeah, for me. Um, so, Denny, okay. you're saying it's not obstructing the... It's not uh, obstructing. No, it's 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 because, because it's on my private property. Yeah. No one has a right to be traversing on my property. So I'm not oh. interfering with the flow of anyone. Yeah, I'm I wouldn't... Con I mean, that wouldn't be... Let me finish my thought. I'm, I'm not interfering with you of any traffic traversing the road. I'm not interfering with any flow of anything whatsoever. I have it properly contained within my boundary and there's no overflowing uh, garbage. No, you certainly, I mean, on, based on what you've described, that definitely wouldn't be in any, any, any way, shape or form to be unsightly. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm asking you this question is very simple. If mm -hmm. I live on the third floor, of a complex mm -hmm. i'm not going to keep garbage in my house for a week and then wheel it down the night before right. i think it's reasonable if garbage is stored in, properly in the bin in an mm -hmm. appropriate location on the boundary that that is a workable situation yeah, yeah that's certainly acceptable yeah mm -hmm. okay Danny, thank you that's, that's my point all righty next caller good morning colin welcome to the program Oh, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning to the panel there. Good morning. Um, gentlemen, I'd just like to convey um, to all the guys on the road, respect due for the hard work that everybody does. Mm -hmm. yes, um, the, it's a tough job, and they deserve respect for, for the work that they do. Yes, thank um, you very much. Yeah, well, it, it, it's deserved. The... First question I'd like to ask y'all is this. Have you, as a department, given any consideration to establishing a drop-off point of solid waste to each district? Mm -hmm. um, the economic reality people. And I'm not speaking about the lazy people, and I'm not speaking about those who are just uh, disrespectful literates. Mm -hmm. But drop-off points in each district for bulk waste that could be serviced by the department with grab trucks on and so forth. Yeah. That's my first question for you. I'm going to listen to your answer and then hopefully I'll be able to ask another one. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, yes, to the caller point. The, the answer is yes, we have considered it. Um, and, and especially um, in the Eastern District, um, we, we looked at the distance people are unwilling to drive um, mm -hmm. to, to dispose of bulk waste. Hence the reason why we, we've been having a lot of problems with um, bulk waste disposal illegally on, on, yeah. on, 
on private property and in public spaces in the eastern districts. Mm -hmm. And you know, I can tell you, and, and Mike knows his, his team has to go out there almost every week on a weekly mm -hmm. basis to, to, to clean up some of these um, unsightly places because people don't have the facilities out in these districts to, to dispose of pulp waste. So, and, and so they don't want to have that long drive into Georgetown and you know, they, they find these little places to dispose mm -hmm. of their waste illegally. Um, and 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 not to say that we're not actually looking at prosecuting people for that, you know, but the, the challenge is um, without the proper evidence, right, to say who is it that that, that doing these things, um, you know, or persons who see these people illegally dumping, that we need persons to be willing to come and give um, statements to that effect because you know they call us and tell us, oh yes, you got to investigate it. But then mm -hmm. remember, in most cases, you say, okay, then we go we go to the place, you see fridge, stove, and then you're like, okay, so who who are these things belonging to, right? right. We don't know who they belong to. We don't know how they got there. But then they they, they will say, but you're not prosecuting anybody. But that's not how the system works. We have to. We, I just can't take that and say okay we're gonna take put a file together and go to court and charge who we, we yeah. need to, we need to have somebody to, to to accuse for those things and we need to have people who are willing and to say okay yes i did see this person drove this car registration number one two three on this day and i am willing to go to court and testify it's the same right but some people would call us and give us the information and say i don't really want to get involved in it so um but you know i, I see all of this thing but you we, we can't take that alone to court we need people to give evidence yeah that's a good point yeah all right caller referring to um uh, high rock drive yes that that, that is what would have been problem yeah are you am i able to speak here yes, yes go ahead. oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yes i did sir. um no, I think there's some confusion if I'm looking at, for instance, a high route drive. No, no doubt there's people all the time who are just simply dumping trash out their window. Oh, um, so the roads are just constantly inundated as the, the cost of having your guys coming along the roadside. Mm -hmm. But there's two spots there. And in the past, there was actually a skip that was put out there. Um, and... And it was there temporarily. People started using it, started getting used to it. And then it was removed. Um, there's another spot that has started being used for the inland, which has never had a skip there. But anyway, it's obviously an issue. And that, that's one of the reasons why I ask about um, a drop-off point for each district. Because I think, yeah. for one thing, gentlemen and lady, the, mm -hmm. the economics are driving from East End, for instance, into town. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's problematic for people, um, even in the best of circumstances, cost-wise and just simple logistics. Right. So I, I would suggest that you guys please take a closer look at that possibility of us here in Grand Cayman establishing a drop-off point for each district. I think that in the long term, it would help the overall situation. Um, yeah. And my follow-up question in an, on another topic, y'all, is one, the plastic, aluminum, uh, cardboard, and glass that is collected presently, is it actually being recycled or is that, is it really being recycled? 
Um, okay. And I'd, I'd like to answer, get an answer to that question. I have yeah. one more question after, and then I'll leave you guys in peace. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean to, to be, that, that is, you know, I, I mean, I've been here for four and a half years, and 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 that was that that is in, in that time that is the the first question that I'm always asked, um, which I was surprised about because I thought there was other kind of fish to fry around, you know, uh-huh. garbage, garbage collections, landfill, those sorts of things. But that is that is the main question that I'm always asked: that if if I put something in the recycling, will it will will it actually reach a destination of being recycled? And the answer is uh-huh. the answer is yes. Um, it, it will be as long as it's the right type of plastic, type one and two, um, and and the, the materials won't contaminate. So things like food, um, or other contaminants, sometimes oil. Um, and, and don't come in contact with the materials. If, if they are, um, then then we will. I mean, you know, the, the, there are occasions where where you know sometimes we, we, we some recycling may go to the landfill, may go to the landfill. Um, you know, those those occasions where we have again um, where we're maintaining equipment, those sorts of things. But you know, the majority of the material, whether it's plastic, paper, cardboard. Um, and, and certainly metal cans gets gets bailed and we, we ship those materials to the states and you know well I think Sandy like you're saying we probably need to get the message out there because um, you know we do we, we do do this a couple of times a year where we will show um, those containers with all those bales marked up ready to go because we have to meet all the requirements for shipping internationally um, mm-hmm. and we can show them to the people that um, if you again believe it or not, but I take people on tours of the landfill. I take them on tours of the recycling facility and, mm-hmm. and, and show all that. And that's that's the main thing that I want to show is that um, you know those materials are sorted and managed by a hardworking team here, and that we put them in containers and we ship them away. Sure. Yeah, you know, and, and what I will extend to the caller, right? And um, if we so choose, uh, to, to visit our recycling plant to see the, mm-hmm. the operation yourself because we had to do that for for a few media houses but um, you know sometime but because there so many people were skeptical about this whole recycling are we doing it what, what we do with it so mm-hmm. we, we can we can arrange tours like mike just mentioned we do tours often um for, for, for can we can cmr go ahead and book a tour since we're talking about that Absolutely. We would love to come because then we can share it right here on the show and let people know. I mean, I've never seen it, so I don't know what it yeah, involves. Yeah, you can come and see the whole operation where the trucks come yeah. in with the, stuff, the, the, the whole sort, sort, sorting and bailing, packing and, okay. and prepare, prepare, prepare yeah. for shipping. We can certainly take you through that. Sign me up. But I want to address his, his first question, though, in relation to the the, the bins that, um, that were placed in the Eastern District. He, I, I've had discussion with the MP for, for Eastern who... You know, we looked at different locations where you can possibly put these, um, you know, set up a similar um, 24-hour drop-off like what we have at our landfill, right? Um, yep. the, so we tried it with this. The, 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 well, during that time, when when you saw those bins um, being mm-hmm. placed in East End at the Civic Center and, and, and along High Road, was trying to think to say, okay, let me see how that will work. And it turned out to be a nightmare, right? So when... We, Instead of people respecting the, the the bin the bin that it's full and just don't add anything more, it turned out into we couldn't even get to the bin itself mm-hmm. the way how there was so much garbage around it and that that means every single time that happens, Mike has to find the resources now to send the team up 
to go and clean it all out yeah. so the truck can get to it sent so so mm -hmm. a one that should be a one man one truck operation right if it's done properly but when we saw where people are over you know you could even see the bin so you have to now send two instead of um sending a one truck a one man operation it turns into a team of people <clears> and two <throat> trucks right that, that you have to you know waste all this time and resources to continue to clean that up every week and it was like you know we, we couldn't keep up that pace so i said look you know let's pull the bins because it's it's just not working right mm -hmm. but if people were to respect the fact that the bins are filled it's full just 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 walk away and then when we come we'll be empty it and bring it back then sure you know but it was just too it was too too taxing refuse there yeah. um which was obviously points to the fact that the 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 need is what was overriding the um the the what was being able at that time to be provided but i believe that the need not only from the standpoint of simple uh people are going to be littering no matter what and that's unfortunate fact of the matter that we have to deal with i think that let's not please i ask you guys please not take a whole idea oh i understand what you're saying i i witnessed it myself um to the point where you would need a grab truck to clear the debris away from around from the skip itself um let me know there's a possibility of adding two or three more skips out there as as a part of a sustained operation which might help the situation and that suggestion is one which i would i would hope you guys take into consideration as a possibility sure. moving forward um okay. and i, I, I know I, it's, I would it's, say it's, that i think that um, anything else but yes i think the need is there and then i drive down the road but one example is going to show that there is definitely a need yeah, but what, what I would say is that the, the, the majority of people that are dumping off, and if we're talking about High Rock, High Rock Road, I'm having trouble hearing your line, sir. Yeah, I'm we're, we're going to hang up and let you listen through the radio because then he can speak up a little bit as well. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Thank you, Colin. Let me just say one more thing, sure. please, and then we'll go. <clears throat> um, now, as it pertains to the glass situation here in Cayman. Um, my, my first thought on that subject is that, you know, the waste stream is and can be a resource. Uh, glass is probably the most, the, the best suited for doing something with, whether it be used in our roads as a way to reduce the costs of, of road construction. And there are also other uses for the glass. Now, there are there are opportunities for entrepreneurs here in Cayman to utilize a crushed glass product if they were given access to it. Um, I believe the, the, the gentleman there at the bottom of your screen is, is from Britain. Um, and I, I know I researched years ago, there was a startup company, I think they're still in business, who is actually collecting glass from restaurants. They were able to invest the capital necessary into buying equipment. And then they were turning that glass product into bowls and wine glasses and beer steins 
and plates from this refuse product, thereby diverting it from the from the waste stream and able to make a living. And of course, they, they would actually give give these products back to the restaurants who were kind enough to take the time to separate that glass out of there. So it was mutually beneficial for both parties involved. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. And I would just like to say, we should be looking towards that. We have the possibility of cottage, in, cottage industry in Cayman to, to make a positive change that would be good for everybody. And anything that could stand in the way of that or anyone should uh, reconsider. And I'd just like to, uh, I think that there's potential here where we can take a negative and turn it into a positive for everybody. And those chances we need to take a hold of them, do what we can with that, and then move forward with what is definitely not gonna be usable for anybody else. Anyway, have a Thank good you. Day. I appreciate it. All right, my dear. Um, this is turning into DEH marathon. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, you guys are very popular, but we are going to start to wrap things up. Um, we've been going over an hour with these gentlemen. They, I'm sure they did not expect this, but thank you all for the comments and questions. Ms. Morna says, um, Sandy, I'd like to say a big respect to all the guys that drive in the back of the truck. Only God knows how they do it. Um, all the stuff that they have to pick up and smell and the draining from the bags, oh, my sinus is sorry, etc. Even though they break up our garbage bins and throw them down to run and get to the other bins, respect to them all. Vanessa says, I do respect DEH staff. Um, caller, are you trying to join the show this morning? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm just we're to, live. I'm just telling back the money for you now. We're, you, okay, we're live on radio. Thank you, caller. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. All righty. Okay, folks, try to remember now. We got a morning show here every morning. So when you're calling, you're going to be live. Um, Cameron has quite a few comments. Alejandro says definitely they do a good job at what they're capable of dealing with every day to try and get everybody's rubbish. So um, big congratulations. I think we had one more caller who was trying to call in. Let me see if we can grab this one, and then this will be the final call of the day. And uh, so again, the pilot program uh, launching in September. I'll show people what the application looks like as Service well. Service is temporarily not available. Please. Oh, Lord. All right. So I don't know who that caller is, but if you're able to call us back, uh, please do so. And uh, let me just see now if I can pull up what the... So people can actually fill out. Do they have to fill out this form or will you be selecting people kind of regardless? Uh, we'd, 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 like, we'd like everyone to, to, to complete a form because we need, to, okay. we need to get their details, you know. So um, it's, it's there, it's on the website. Uh, if you need a form, you can call us up and we can we can send you one um, via email or, or like I think Mr. Mr. Sims alluded before, we will be knocking on doors on the route as well um, in the coming weeks to uh, both promote the scheme and to, you know, hopefully sign people up there and there. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. Um, I wanted to just try to open the form quickly so we can see. Hopefully it's a very simple form, but let's just have a look at it and see uh, what we've got going on here. So again, this is an amazing um, pilot program, folks. Go ahead and get signed up. Uh, participate. This is the way to get it done. Uh, let me see here now. Huh. 
It's supposed to be a P is it supposed to be a PDF form? It doesn't seem to be coming up as PDF for me. Which is a little bit strange. Um, but okay, so the form is oh here, let me try this and see. The form cannot be previewed because there's an error in the file. Oh. Oh gosh. Uh, can you check the file on the website for me? I don't know if that's just. Yeah, I'll just say I, I, I downloaded it yesterday. I printed you it. Downloaded it yesterday. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll test these things out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Should wait. I think it might because I think it's in Word format. I don't know whether that's uh, uh, possibly. It says that it's a PDF. Oh yes, I I got it open. Hold on, let me see now if I can reopen it here on the screen. I do have it open on the computer, but let's see if the screen will allow me to open it. So it is a PDF form. People uh, can just email that to you. Yes, yes. Yes, okay. Yes, it is working, I've just tried it. Yeah, I can't seem to save it, but I can, I can't pull it up here, but let me just show people. There we go. So this is what the form looks like, folks. Uh, so basically, registration form, Will Bins Pilot Program Prospect 2023. Uh, you have to indicate if you're the owner of the property or if you're renting. Oh, if you're renting, you have to get permission. I see that here. Yeah. Yeah. It says, I'm renting this property and I've been authorized by the owner to participate mm -hmm. in the program. Yeah. And, um, and then it talks about some guidelines and brochures and other outreach material that's going to be provided. They ask you how you'd like to receive the information. You can do email, WhatsApp, or SMS text. Um, trying to figure out the amount of waste that your household produces. So they do ask you, so they can pro uh, provide the correct number of bins. They do ask you for the number of occupants in your residence. And then that's pretty much it. And you say, I've read and understand the terms and conditions. You sign and date it and uh, get it back to DEH by email, I'm guessing. Yep. And that's it. All right, pretty simple, straightforward, nothing complicated. So, folks, again, if you'd like to participate in this new program, please fill out this form, provide it to the Department of Environmental Health, and, uh, yeah, get on it. Sounds fantastic. Any final um, parting words for us this morning? Uh, I just want to, to, to say thank you um, for inviting us and having us on um, this morning so we can talk about our program. Um, and um, we hope to see all the persons on, on this route uh, sign up and parts, you know, will for the participating so that we can collect the necessary data that we need to, um, you know, expand this beyond beyond the, 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 the prospect um, community uh, mm -hmm. to the rest of the island. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking for good good things ahead. And, um, you know, we, we're also at the same time encouraging people to now that they know, for though, at least for your listeners who are hearing us now, know, now know of our recycling program, we encourage people to to, to take advantage of that and, and um, use the depots that are within their districts. Beautiful. All right, yeah. folks. So again, thank you to Mr. Richard Sims, Director um, for the Department of Environmental Health. And we also had Mr. Mike joining us, who is Assistant Director of the Solid Waste uh, Section Michael uh, Haworth, and of course, we thank these gentlemen for answering all of your questions, taking your feedback this morning on board, and we're excited to um, hopefully get a tour of the recycling facility, as well as um, maybe we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks 
after the launch to see how things are going. Yes, yep, okay. sure. Thank you Make sure much. to book a tour with Mike. <laughs> yes, yes, book a tour with, with Mike. Um, all right, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, folks, um, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. I am Heather Barden, MP for Savannah and a lifelong advocate for the environment. Illegal dumping is a crime, so please take civic pride in our home and put litter where it belongs. If you see someone littering, report it to the Department of Environmental Health on 949-6696. Be a part of the solution, not the pollution. Littering is a crime punishable by a $500 fine or six months in prison. Brought to you by the Beautification Task Force and Ministry of Tourism and Ports. For 55 years, Cayman Airways has been serving as the national flag carrier of the Cayman Islands. This honor is the core of our identity, our purpose. And when we say those who fly us love us, it's not just a tagline, it's a promise. So we're celebrating this milestone anniversary with you, our treasured community, with airfares on sale for travel to all of our fall destinations. But hurry, this airfare sale ends August 12th. Call 949-2311 or book online at caymanairways.com. Celebrating 55 years as your national flag carrier. Hello, Cayman. If you have been chosen for the STEPS National Health Survey, thank you so much. But we still need your help. 1,000 more people need to participate in Step 3, the final step of the survey, to ensure that our data reflects the whole population of Cayman. We cannot do this without you. Help us shape Cayman's healthcare services. Say yes to Step 3. For more information, contact the STEPS team on 936-4969 or email mhwsteps at gov.ky. For 20 years, we've committed to helping the people of the Cayman Islands live longer, healthier, and happier lives. But healthcare and the expectations of patients are rapidly evolving, and so must we. We have made incredible clinical and technological advancements and achieved JCI accreditation, the internationally recognized gold seal of approval for patient safety and quality of care. So it's time for our image to reflect our transformation from a local hospital to a world-class healthcare authority with a new logo that symbolizes national duty and pride, a statement that reinforces our commitment to our patients every step of the way, with colors as bold as our mission to provide the highest quality healthcare. Dynamic, professional, skilled, committed, caring. This is HSA. Now, y'all love Popeye's for my fried chicken, but the real ones also love my salty, flaky, covered-in-butter biscuits. Well, biscuit fans, have I got a treat for you. Introducing new Irresistible Strawberry Biscuits at Popeye's. The perfect balance of salty and sweet thanks to decadent strawberry bits baked right in and mouth-watering creamy icing on top. The perfect dessert for just $2.29 or grab six pieces for $12.59. Strawberry biscuits forever. Not forever, I'm afraid, honey. Limited time only and only at Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen on Eastern Avenue. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345 949 
5250 Recover Personal Injury Attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. All right, folks, uh, welcome back to the program. Thank you guys so much. Big thanks to the Department of Environmental Health. Um, like I said, lots of people were obviously uh, tuned in and had lots of questions for them. So what a mess. Um, Cameron says, I wish we could have gotten an update on the Regen pro Project. Well, that doesn't fall under them. That would be the minister, which is the premier. So maybe next time. They did a release recently saying it's coming to come. Uh -huh. We're not quite sure exactly what that means. Uh, we'd like some more details, but I guess they're still negotiating and working out all the finer details to ensure that the people of the Cayman Islands are going to, as they say, uh, get value for money. So we'll have to wait and see. But it's a massive project. I think it might be the largest project, uh, folks, that we are going to be... Um, Undertaken for sure. Um, my goodness, what a mess. All right, so we've got lots of emails and uh, messages coming in the WhatsApp. I was trying to find a message here. Someone sent me a message. You know, I'm really, really concerned with um, anything to do, quite frankly, with child safety. And uh, sometimes I see things that really shock me. Uh, at a totally different level and that someone did send me a video. I'm just trying to put my hands on it. Um, you know, what, when I'm shocked and speechless, you know something got to be wrong for me to be speechless, but let me just see if I can actually find uh, the message. So there is a... Um, uh, let me see. Can the person who sent me... The message with the children um, driving in an unsafe manner in the vehicle. Please um, just ping me. I'm trying to find the message. I know it's in here somewhere, Joe. Oh, Lord. So many messages. Um, da, 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 da. They sent it yesterday. And then I think they might have replied to me this morning. Uh, let me see here. Mm. All right. If you know who you are and you're listening, please just ping me so I can find that, uh, so I can find that message again. I'm trying to find it in my phone. Uh, it was a WhatsApp message for sure. Let's see here. Um, so what this is, folks, is, uh, someone... I guess thought it was a good idea to have a child, and I don't know how old the child is. I wanted to actually show you guys the video. To have a child driving and hanging out of the sunroof of a vehicle. I mean, y'all, y'all are really. I suspect that you guys don't value the life of your children as much as you probably claim to, because 
these are the types of videos that make me go, what parent would actually do that? Where's that sunroof video? Can the, can the person resend it to me? I'm not even finding it. Uh, sunroof. Where is it? All right. I can't seem to. Uh... Oh, yes. Here it is. Here it is. There we go. Um, yes. Okay. So look, look at this. You guys tell me if this person should be winning parent of the year, the decade, or are we talking about jackass of the decade? I mean, there's so many things that I could imagine going wrong in a situation like this. And I think parents either don't care or they don't think. Uh, I'm not sure which is worse, to be honest. But have a look at this child. The child looks pretty young because the head is pretty small. Uh, look at this child in a Honda driving and hanging out. Now, now listen, it's bad enough that you all are not securing your children in child um, seats, um, booster seats, which properly up to the 40 pounds, they should still be in a booster. You're not making them wear their seat belts. They are like, um, almost like, you know, they're a coconut in your car waiting to be tumbled around. Heaven forbid, if you should have an accident. Now, let me tell you something. As many um, car accidents as we have on this island, you would really think that parents would understand the necessity to secure your children, secure yourselves, right? I just got another video again this morning of yet another accident. I'm like, where, where was this one? <laughs> no, sir. Uh, it looks like the trucker is there. I don't, I don't even know what they hit. Y'all just be hitting invisible stuff. Like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't see a pole in this one. I don't know. Is this another car? Was this the one from yesterday? But I mean, it's like, okay, clearly we have some horrible drivers here. That is obvious this kind of looks like the one from yesterday so i'm not sure so um there it is right all smashed up and then in a honda i think this is a honda accord this is a chance that you're going to take with your kids driving around with them not secured whatsoever but actually hang have them hanging out of the sunroof well i'm sorry for you but you're gonna get nominated you should be jackass of the whole century this is the kind of thing that i'm like you know, somebody runs into you and somebody hits you, what's going to happen to that child's neck or their head? The height of irresponsibility, man. Jeez, some. Good morning, caller. Hello, caller. Hello. Morning. Um, yes, Sandra, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Hello. Yes, ma'am. What? Morning. morning. Um, what's up? What's up, Pongender? <laughs> what's up, Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, I think it's someone, based on what I have read, who doesn't have a preference for um, any particular sex. Yeah, because I saw something on the news last night about uh -huh. being braided. Oh, yes. He has come out saying yeah. that he's pangender. And I was surprised because I had good liking for him, but since I see that last night, 
Yes, sir, that, that, that blew my mind from him. I don't know if I won't watch Deal or, or Deal no more. No, sir. <laughs> I thought he was straight. I always used to admire him. Well, I think think anybody that thought he was straight wasn't really paying attention. But, um, you know, does it really matter? Does that have anything to to do with how he does his job? Well, it it surprised me. I mean, I know he used to be fun. Sorry. He used to do fun uh, stuff and think something looked like PV armor a little bit. But I don't know. I don't know that that kind of thing. You know what? I wouldn't worry about it. I mean... This is this is how I see no, it. But I do, I if the do, person I, listen, I the person not gonna be attracted to me, so out of business. <laughs> you I know? only see him on TV, and um, he he's not American, right? He's from some island or something. Um, no, I think he's actually American. You know. No, I thought they say he was from some other from, but it don't matter where he's from. But mm-hmm. no, I do think so. Uh-huh. Um, oh. they said something about he was from some of them islands, whatever. I don't know. When I watch him, I don't think he may be American papers, but I don't think he's American born. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's American born, but I don't know. But I mean, like I said, I so. you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter to me what he's doing in the privacy of I'm his. I'm not sure, but yeah. But anyway, I want to say happy birthday to Gigi and my. Thank you. And my brother-in-law birthdays today too. There's a lot of birthdays. Oh well, I'll tell your brother-in-law we said happy birthday. Well, he do talk to me. Oh well. <laughs> so that, that's another well, story, brother-in-law, if you're listening today. to the program, and th- tomorrow's my aunt. Well, I guess cause he's oh, in the box. Lord I don't know. Mercy. Uh-uh. He hit me like hot tamales. Let me do my hot tamales thing. Hot tamales. All right, darling. Have a good one. And my my yes. aunt's birthday is tomorrow. She's gonna be the nine big nine one. Oh wow! Happy birthday to her. She's, but she's in Tampa. Well, send send birthday okay. greetings for us. Thank you, honey. Oh yeah, I gotta got show her. She's the last one out of my mother's siblings that left now. Okay. All right, my dear. Okay. 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 Bye. 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 Listen. Um, <laughs> Lord Jesus, can we please take the wheel? I I mean I don't know. You know, um, I guess y'all are curious. Uh, Jim says Wayne Brady was born in Columbus, Georgia, and he's worth like 12 million bucks. Um, You know what? To me, I don't care if he's pansexual, oversexual, undersexual. You know, that's honestly, that's your business. Okay. There are some people who identify as heterosexual, so they only like opposite sex. And the things that they do in the privacy of their home and between the sheets would turn your stomach and you'd be like, hell to the no. Everybody has their thing. I'm going to just try to set this straight once and for all, but I know we can have this conversation multiple times. If you are a consenting adult, let me make it as plain as I can. You're a consenting adult. The other person is a consenting adult. I honestly don't care how you get your freak on. Okay. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you both have foot fetishes. If you got a big toe fetish and they have a mango fetish and somehow you make the two that mash in between the sheets. That's your business. That's in the privacy of your home. I don't care. I think that our obsession with people in their sex lives is a bit much. 
I think that he obviously came out because it is um, in celebration of LGBTQ. Uh, there's been pride parades all over the world, I guess. Um, I don't know if the whole month is LGBTQ month or whatever. You know, people want to not have to hide who they are. And I think that's why he said it. From from what I saw yesterday, he said that he's focusing on his work. He's not putting it out there because he necessarily, you know, wants that to be the focal point. But he's at an age now where he's like, you know what? I really don't care anymore what people think. I want to be honest. I want to live my own life. He was married at one point in time. He's got children, um, you know, and, you know, apparently if you're pansexual, you're attracted to everything. He doesn't define himself. Uh, they're, they're fluid people. And so whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I don't know. Um, I, I honestly um, don't care all that much. I think people need to, however, um, have the freedom to be who and what they are. And like I said, for me, as long as that does not involve anyone who's not consenting, so no children, no animals, um, you know, even adults must understand what they're in for and what they're consenting for, then knock yourselves out. Go and knock each other's boots off. That's on you. Okay. All right. That's all I can tell you. Um, <laughs> I can't read that comment that just came in. No, sir. What a hot mess. Some of y'all crazy. Um, oh, Lord. Jesus, please take the wheel. Um, this person says, wish I had a dash cam. I would be RCIP road cop. I see people all the time with kids in their car without car seats. Yeah, the the benefit of these dash cams is they allow you to capture stuff because, of course, when you report it to the RCIPS, they're like, oh, well, how do we know that that really happened? Once uh, years ago, I saw a parent. This was in South Sound. I was heading up, so I was going Eastern District. So I was coming right at the light junction. They were coming from, um, I guess, maybe Hurley's or the Eastern Districts. Uh, and they were turning in, come South Sound, they were returning to Sunshine. What are those condos called? Sunshine condos or whatever. And they actually had the child standing up in their lap, five o'clock traffic, mind you, standing up in their lap, driving and holding the steering wheel. And this was like a toddler. I was so shocked. I immediately contacted the police and they said to me, um, sorry, they said to me, well, um, how do, how are we going to prove what you saw? And I was like, what? And I said, actually, I had an eyewitness in the car. So you don't have to take my word for it. You can also take, you can talk to the eyewitness because they were equally as shocked as I was at what we witnessed. Like, I'm like, somebody runs into you. You know, that steering wheel is going right through that child's chest, right? That little baby's chest. No, sir. Oh, gosh. My apologies. Got a cough here. <clears throat> um, some This person says, why people are so stupid about it? They are big people, and it's okay. I think if someone wants to be gay, so be it. God loves us all. Sorry. God loves us all is my thing. God made, made each and every one. Um. One person said, uh, most Caymanians shouldn't be concerned 
about who is pansexual, transsexual, or whatever, that they need to be focused about the infidelities that they're committing in their marriages. And maybe if they were focused on that, they wouldn't have time to worry about anybody else. Lord Jesus. Sunrise condo. Is that the name of the condo? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hot mess. Ay, ay, ay. This person says, uh, <clears throat> <coughs> sorry. Oh, Lord. I'm still fighting the cough a little bit from the flu. I must say, just the first two days were kind of requiring me to sleep a lot. But now, as always with these things, at the very tail end of it, what I find for me in particular is my sinuses are really hyper agitated and there's like a lot of drainage and it's making me cough and I got to take an allergy tablet and ugh. So somebody says pansexual, sexual attraction. There's no such thing as pangender, making me confused, laughing out loud. What a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I hope that I hope the question was, was answered. Um, he's a very, very talented man. What he does in the privacy of his home and the adults that he's attracted to, really, I could care less. It's none of my business. I'm not in the I'm not in the dating market. I'm not on on what are these websites, Tinder and Twiddler and whatever the heck they are these days. Um, <clears throat> Leroy said that someone won the Mega Million in Florida last night. One point five eight billion. Woo. Uh, guess it wasn't me. What a hot mess. Uh, Ethel says I always say to each his or her own, Sandy. Morning caller. Morning. <clears throat> uh, this uh, Cameron says keywords consenting adults leave the children alone. Yes, everybody needs to leave children alone because trust me, a lot of the child molesters are actually heterosexual um, people. They have nothing to do with the LGBTQ community. They're as outraged as the rest of us when this type of stuff happened. Speaking of which, let me say this. Um, you know, there are people who claim, hey, caller, you need to turn your radio down. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Sandy. Hi. How can I help? Oh, hey, good morning, Sandy. Good morning. I, I thought you were about to say something, so I was waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So, morning. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was, I was busy doing something and I, and I heard part of the conversation uh-huh. and, and um, I thought I would to share uh, a point on this. Um, oftentimes we hear that people's personal lifestyle has nothing to do with me. Mm. And I think we say that in ignorance because we don't realize that we live in a, in a community, not in isolation. Yeah? So mm. persons who, who have a lifestyle that they're attracted to, um, say, animals, um, they, you know, we know there's bestiality out there, right? You personally have an issue with that, and, and as you should, and all of us really should, yeah? Uh, but there are people who have attractions to the same sex, but we do tend to look at that as harm to us, but we do look at it um, in a context if, say, a politician um, who has extramarital affairs, we don't feel that that person using that judgment to to betray his his marriage vows 
uh, is capable to, to hold a vow of running the, the country mm. and the affairs that affects us. Now, I, I want to make this point to you. Well, I mean, I, often- can I just say this? I don't think that it doesn't mean that they're not capable. If that was the case, we would have no leaders in this country. Let's no, say, let's say that, that first and foremost, because <laughs> all right. of all so of the leaders in this country for the past umpteen years, um, probably with the exception of this current premier, I've never heard that about him. But all of the others have been wife cheaters, uh, wife beaters, and so much more. Yeah. So I that's don't think it has anything to do with that. Let me be clear you know, about what I say. What I say right. is the duplicity of these people who live up in church every time the church door opens up. And yet they're the biggest ones out there committing adultery, fornicating, beating women, um, wanting to molest children, all kind of stuff. That's, that is for me, right? Especially on the issue of adulterous relationships. That is where I have an issue. It has nothing to do with, can that person run a country? I mean, probably half the world leaders wouldn't be able to, to uh, run for public office if that was a litmus test, because a lot of them are adulterous men. Yeah, but the point I want to make to you and, and, and to your listening audience, um, Sandra, mm-hmm. when, you, when one says that one's personal lifestyle behind closed doors has no effect on me, it, it really does. And, and let, let, me, let me give you the big picture, for example. Do you know what would happen to any country? Well, before I even say that, let me tell you what's happening in China and in Japan and other countries whose population has decreased over the past five plus years, and particularly over the pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. So what China has done is they have... Well, that's probably a order. good thing, but anyway, continue. A decrease China in China's done, population? Is, is Praise what, the Lord what, for that. Well, he he on, might have figured something out. <laughs> Yeah, what Japan has done is doing it as well, and other countries are have to do this. I'm going to make the point. So as, as many would know, China has had a one-child policy for many, many years because of the large population uh, of, of that state. Yeah, 1.3, I think it's 1.3 billion. India has 1.34 something billion. So what China and other nations have seen is a, is a drop in their, uh, their population. To the point, it becomes a national security issue. Well, one would say, well, how is that a national security issue? A country cannot survive if the, depo- if the population decreases. Hence why for the past 15 years, 20 years, we have been trying to grow our population for the economies of scale. Yeah? But what do you think happens? Why do you think China is, is pumping billions of dollars and Japan and other countries are pumping hundreds and billions of dollars to, to encourage the population to procreate? is that when you encourage and foster and promote and support homosexuality or LGBTQ lifestyle, period, the population decreases because no two same sex can procreate. Okay. You let, must let me, understand uh, that, caller, and that affects all of us. Caller, n- none of us... <laughs> let, me, let me be very, very clear, caller. There are... When you talk about population um, and procreation, right, That that does not... That isn't a problem. Um, a lot of people who um, might be members of the LGBT community are more than capable of raising all the unwanted children that other people are having and populating this world with. They're able to give them good homes and raise them in you know decent, moral, good environments. So, I mean, I don't know anything about us having a, a population worldwide, a population issue where we can't populate this earth. This earth is overpopulated by billions of people. 
So if we, if we want population control. I can send to your United Nations list of that. And I looked at Cayman as well. But let me, let, me, let me broaden this for a little further now. So being LGBTQ isn't an isolated practice. It's a lifestyle. It's actually a ministry now. Because what they're doing, they're educating others. You, you've heard of the safe house, sorry, safe space, yeah? And what, what and it, it, let me say this, because I know there's going to be a lot of hate speech and comes back off of this, and, and it's going to be termed as hate speech. It, it's not. It's about being concerned for the decisions people make that affect themselves and other people. So don't come back saying that this person was speaking with hate speech. There's no such thing that I'm, I'm given here. But it affects me and you and all of us. So here's what's happening. There is, a, there is a program that is being done very covertly where they're trying to encourage children to explore their, 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 their other side of their, of their genders because from four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, twelve years old, children start to wonder, why am I not a girl or why am I not a boy? And there's a, there's a program in schools, in societies, in NGOs that's headed by the same LGBTQ plus communities trying to push children, trying to push children to explore these things because they might be. So when we say that it doesn't affect me, we say that out of ignorance, not out of knowledge. And that's what I want to share. Yes, it does affect us. I'm not even talking about the moral aspect of it. That's very clear. But I'm talking about the socioeconomic, political side of it. It affects all of us. I just wanted to make that clear to you, um, Sandra. And, and all right, well, you, you, you and I may have to agree to thing. disagree on this because what, what well, you're doing right science. now in the let's, confines let's of your science. bedroom has no impact on me whatsoever. I, I do not but agree, caller. It, it, would, um, it would, Sandy, if I was a teacher at your, your child's school. I would, be, I would have an, attack, a, a, an impact on you if you sent your child to a school where I was a teacher. But what, is, what does that have to do with what you're doing in the privacy of your home? I, well, I specifically no, said, what you do in the privacy of your home has no impact on me. What does that does. have to do? Sandra, my, that. My, mm-hmm. my, my decisions are based on my moral values. And if I believe someone can benefit from my lifestyle, I will okay. educate them. And what I think and is so, good for and me And so then you, you. you need to talk to me about all of the heterosexual people out there who make poor decisions, who have too many Absolutely. children that they can't afford, who are child Absolutely. molesters, who are murderers. And those are the things in my mind that impact me, regardless of I their agree. sexuality. But they, but they both do, because the same heterosexual that likes women also likes young girls as well, sometimes even young boys. It, it's the same point I'm making, Sandra. It's the same very point. So we cannot say that these folks, respectfully, these folks are isolated into their own behaviors, because they're not. What I hold to be true as a manager in, in an office or a school teacher in a school, I will portray that in my decisions. And it does directly impact families and societies. So I'm saying this respectfully, not disrespectfully. Okay? All right, my so dear. We're going to have science. to leave it. Thank you very let's much. Let's use science. All right. Okay, thank you, Sandra. Um, speaking of, call, next caller, just one second for me. I do want to say this. On this issue of um, world population, according to Scientific American, population decline will change the world for the better. So listen, we have, we are on the verge of by um let me let me get some numbers out there population decline is something that we should all be pushing for the truth be told right the un predicts that the global population will level out around 2086 how many billions of people right 70 percent of the earth's land has been negatively impacted because 
of human beings putting too much pressure on the earth. Global warming, overpopulation, right? Your ability to afford anything in this world, overpopulation. You can't afford your children. So I just want to say that I don't want to hear the argument of overpopulation. That's not the argument that's going to win me over when it comes to, um, oh, well, we shouldn't support um, the LGBT community because they can't procreate. They're normally the ones who are out there saving children who y'all who are in the heterosexual community having too many and can't take take care of your own children. And these are good, decent, moral people. And yes, what I said was what they do in their bedroom, as long as it is legal in the sense that there's no children involved, there's no animals involved, there are two consenting adults, that is none of my business. And it isn't any of my business. Caller? Hi, good morning. Again. Um, to that last caller's point, you know, I, I think that the caller has been seriously misinformed. Um, in any given country, in any given population, the LGBT community, community makes up anywhere between 2 and 5% of the population. So um, it really is negligible when it comes to the overall uh, population statistics that he's, he's quoting. That's one. Uh, two, why people are not are having less and less children has nothing to do with sexuality. And that I mean, it, listen, it's throwing out China's, life. let me just say this, throwing out China's one world, um, one child policy is definitely not supportive of, of that logical or supposedly logical thinking whatsoever. And, and let's be very, very clear. What chi- One could easily argue that what China has actually done is they have, uh, increase the imbalance of the sexes in their country by demanding yep. that, that families only have one child. Because the yep. vast majorities of families in China have the choice. Preferably. They will kill female children and only have male children. So yep. on the one hand, you could even argue that that policy advocates, I mean, what are you going to do if you have too many men and no females? I'm just saying. There you go. Well, and, and, and the caller said something that I, I thought was, um, again, a bit disingenuous regarding um, children and, and, and people pushing a quote-unquote agenda onto children. I don't think the caller is aware of how many children there are in school right here in the Cayman Islands who are depressed, suicidal, because they are having these same-sex attractions. And they have no outlet. They have no one that they can talk to. They have no one who supports them. And all they're hearing is evil, 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 bad, bad, bad. You're going to hell. You're going to, you're going to, um, you're going to burn like Sodom and Gomorrah and blah, blah, blah. And <clears throat> similar to other issues where you are not able to express yourself or you're not able to, to be authentic to yourself, it has negative consequences. It can lead to things like drug use, alcohol abuse, and then that in turn leads to other issues in society. Now, I agree with the caller insofar as I don't think that any adult should be pushing anything onto any child. I mean, I think if a child says that they're having these feelings, I think the first thing any responsible adult should say to the child is, don't be quick to put a label on it, but... I don't agree with the premise of his um of his whole spiel 
that somebody's personal choices affect him. If it don't have nothing to do with him, live and let live. That's my take. Thank you. My apologies, I had my mic off. I was saying that I was not aware that there was an issue of underpopulation, even being remotely a concern. This person also says, hmm, I don't think we have a problem with population control. These people are having children left, right, and center. The Earth's resources are being strained enough as it is. I wish some of y'all would 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 <laughs> implement some control, actually. Um, so even if it's let me try to understand the logic here, right? Even if the LGBTQ community makes up 10% of the population, let's be generous. The last caller said two and a half to 5%. Let's push it up to 10% because I think it, it is supposed to be one in every 10 people, right? Uh, they might not admit it. Um, and for the record, a lot of those people do go on to have children because of societal pressures. They will pro procreate regardless. But you're concerned that 10% of your population might make the decision not to have a child. And by the way, heterosexual people can also decide not to have children and it has nothing to do with them being a member of the LGBTQ plus community. But you're going to be overly concerned that 10% of the population or less may not have children. And somehow that is something that's going to impact our lives. And so therefore I must be concerned about this as a national issue. I honestly wish 50% of y'all would reconsider your childbearing decisions. I, I, you know, I don't believe in a one child policy. I believe in a two child policy because that's probably all that you can realistically afford. If that for most people, there might be the exceptions here and there, but the vast majority of people don't have the resources. And I'm not meaning just financial time and otherwise to spend with a bag of children in 2023, when there's so many demands on you um, as an individual and on your family, it's not like you got granny waiting in the wings to come and raise your children. So um, Gabby says, as long as they don't push that BS in our schools, I'm good um, about the non-binary. Listen, children, I don't know how to say this because I think we're pushing a lot of children already. And because it's part of our ethos and what we grew up with, we think that that's okay, right? It's the messages that we don't like that all of a sudden we're like, oh, well, we don't want that agenda being pushed on our children. You have your own agenda and that's your right as a parent up to a certain point. We've seen ultra religious uh, people put their children in cults, Scientology, all these fringe religions. We've seen that happen, destroying children, destroying their lives. We've seen children's lives taken because of their children putting them in ultra conservative Christian environments, which opens them up to abuse and neglect. I don't see y'all up in arms about any of that. I mean, I don't see you talking about the cults that operate all over the world because they have a religious overtone because they're teaching Christianity. Although what they actually teach is absolutely disgusting and ridiculous, right? The Waco Texases of the world allowing these hardback men 
to have access to your children because he's told you he's next to the right hand of God and he can, you know, have access to teen girls to marry and impregnate them. Why aren't we worrying about those communities and those things that are taking foothold all over the world that has an impact on a lot of lives? I'm just wondering, right? That's indoctrinization as well. You know, y'all are literally drinking the Jim Jones juice and don't even know it. How many children died that day? And in other situations, people losing their children because of these cults all over the place. And I've never once anybody, oh, well, Sandy, you know, that's a cult situation. We shouldn't be, we should make sure that I'm, t- I'm sending my child to this religious-based school, but maybe they're going overboard. Maybe we need to talk about that. No, because we all grew up in, in Christian environments and Christian homes, and we don't see that sometimes that's indoctrination as well, and we don't have a problem with it. Denny, this is your fourth or fifth call for the day. I'm going to start charging you now. <laughs> What a hot mess. I forgot to to say happy birthday to Gigi today. Oh, there you go. She looks so much like Marvin. Sorry for the hardcore truth. (laughs) Um, Oh, my gosh. Instead of having this conversation in the way that you're having it, it, Mm -hmm. I think it would be more useful if representatives from different perspectives were all in one place and you had one discussion where each of the thing points raised could be debated. Throwing, this is talking past each other instead of- I mean, the the question is, um, does anyone um, want to actually have this conversation? Do the majority of people want to have this conversation? That's my real question. You um, you said yes. Let me hear from some other sit, people. You sit you sit on the radio each day and you talk about some things that I hear you say, well, people don't want to have this conversation. And but that's what usually happens when topics are difficult and people may not feel comfortable having the conversation. But that doesn't mean the conversation isn't important. All right. Well, let's see who else thinks so, that they, and, and to be clear, the conversation you want to have is. Uh, well, I, an example is the, like when the caller called up and started making comments to which you disagree about population and so forth and um, and the LGBT and whether what morals values you hold, whether that's relevant to your actions and does it have an impact on society? Well, not just that, but that that's what the caller raised. And what I'm saying is, is that if you had guests on the show that could talk from, say, say that caller giving his opinion and others who disagree with him giving their opinion mm-hmm. and so so we could have a proper conversation about it instead of just you know throwing out things and not really having a proper discussion Um, that's what i'm saying hmm. like what you did with like what you had this morning with doe 
we had dialogue about, you know, the pros and cons of doing something um, and whether something would be a good idea to do or not. And then they can respond right away and we could hear their view. And then we can see, well, do we need to pursue a certain line of thought anymore? Or is that properly covered? And do we move on to another subject? It, it's dialogue, I think, is useful because the purpose of conversation is to educate and inform people about different aspects of society. And this particular, these issues are no different. Uh, all right. Thank you very much. 936-2626 is a telephone number. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello? Hello? Yes, hi. Hi. Is Danny still on? Uh, No, he just hung up. Oh, God. No one is out. He'll still hear you. Go right ahead. He's he's listening. I'm sure of that. Um, uh Uh-oh. Did we lose you, caller? Oh. Call on hold. How's the call on hold? Uh, sometimes this phone does something weird. Uh, my apologies, caller. You might have to call back on that one. Uh, Jim says there are some of those cult-like churches right here on the island. Um, morning, caller. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Morning. I say I know I'm at this story. This Lord Jesus. By the question that I asked you, but boy, I tell you, these people are something else. They're right out there, like big hot. And I don't care whether you're queer, square, or whatever. I only ask a question because, like I always say, God made us all and each to his own to be what they want to be in this world and on a business with people, business like that. But boy, I tell you, these people are terrible. You look at say one little thing. And then they start with this and with that and with the next thing, but they better don't mess with me. I planted them that out there making comment. I know planted too. And if they want to start up war and want to start up answers, I can start it in the better mind what they're talking that they mm-hmm. cannot prove because I will carry off the court and make them prove it. And then, okay, man, you got to have proof. So they just need to be quiet. And what? Because I mean, you got to say one little thing and they're right out there, ready to, to slaughter you up, left, right, and center. And who living glass? How shouldn't throw stones? And I know a lot of foolishness that they're talking about me is not true. No one can prove it, so they better don't mess with me because people are, are something else. They're only just waiting because they're up now about the business. And like they say, when you live in glass, how you shouldn't, shouldn't throw stones because I'm about it. Plenty of them out there that making comment, so they better don't play with me. <laughs> All right, my dear. Uh, next caller. Good morning. Jeez, I'm peace. I don't know who lived in a glass house this morning, but anyway, um, caller uh, 5369, you're up. Hi, good morning. Is Danny back on? Uh, no, we, we, we got end the show here, so I wouldn't wait for him to call, but he'll hear your comments. Okay. All right. No, no, mm-hmm. no. He, want, he wanted a discussion, so. Uh, yeah, we. Lord, y'all give me a headache this morning. All right, next caller, final caller of the day. Good morning. Oh, Lord. Hello. Can you hear me? Miss Sandra? Hi. Speak up, honey child. I can barely hear you. I didn't know where it me or someone else on the phone. Yeah, yeah, it's you. Okay, I just want to briefly uh, comment on the story. 
the children department school. Do you have anything from crime unit to go there once a month and listen in on some of those kids? Anyone from crime unit? Crime, yeah, crime solver, they call them. No. I think they should have one or two ministers, not ministers, but people from those departments are laid in the gentleman, the one, mm. the gentleman to take care of the boys and the lady to visit the girls and hear what's going on with them inside once a month. Going on inside where? Inside the children's minds at school. They're you, talking you, about you can get inside children's out. minds? When I say that, you, you have children that are coming out. Someone called in a while ago concerning the children that being depressed and called suicide and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyone from the government that's being paid by the year, every day of the year, go to the school and try to listen in on some of these children and see what's going on inside of their mind. If you don't mm-hmm. understand that, you understand it now? Okay. And wh- I think it is necessary for mm-hmm. someone to visit them because would you having a gay teacher, things could go very wrong and some children cannot discuss it with no one and if it is someone visiting the schools they would have a chance to say well let well, me let, let me ask you a question caller can we on. can we get that same sort of attention for the 80 percent of our kids who are growing up in abusive and dysfunctional homes so that somebody can get into their minds and see the foolishness that their parents are going on with everything from physical abuse sexual abuse drug abuse, and all these other things? Well, maybe when they go to school... How, how many how many gay children? teachers you think even exist in Cayman? They make up a minority of the overall population. What makes you think this is something that's rampant, that you need to have a special mind control unit going in to examine children's minds? Children have a lot of pressure and stress on them, and most of it is coming from the homes. Yes, I agree with that, too. I agree with that 100%. So why aren't we advocating for for those children to be getting psychological help? Well, I only thought I would mention it because most of the crime units only wait for the crime to occur. They do not try to But most of the, the crime is being committed by heterosexual people because they make up the, the bigger portion of the population. That's why somebody should go to the school and try to listen to the children. One of them may open up and show them some things that they can't see or find out. Okay. Would be a little help. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, next caller, final call of the day. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. Uh, I'm praying for you. Yes, I, I feel I'm like I really need it. praying for you. I feel like I need it today. And a big happy birthday to Gigi. Thank and, you. Uh, another, another Leo, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Sandra, the other morning you were talking about your, your little doggy. Oh, yes. Bruce, and oh. how he was up and stuff and he called in and said about um, uh, the lightning and thunder. But we had lightning and thunder again, um, I guess around four, three, four o'clock this morning, at least down here. In uh, on in West Bay where I live mm-hmm. on Turtle Farm Road. Now, um, I know you know this, mm-hmm. but especially canine dogs, mm-hmm. um, like uh, the thunder really, really, really hurt their ears. So what I'm telling you, don't blame Seuss. The 
because he was up and wasn't resting well or anything like mm-hmm. that. That might be what was bugging him. And the poor little things, of course, you know, they can't talk to you. Mm. Some of them talk to you in a, in, in, in a different way, and it's up to you to understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, since I'm the last caller, I'm trying to be quick. Um, mm-hmm. I was raised up in a home to believe and to know. And I was sent to church and Sunday school and the whole lot of it to know that there is a blessed Blessed Heavenly Father. But then again, we're not seeing or or hearing from our pastors, from our um, reverence, and from our whoever want to call themselves Dr. This or Dr. Reverend Pastor, whatever. Mm. It doesn't matter to me. I believe there is a heavenly father that blesses us every day and provides for us. But the thing I'm getting at, some time ago, I listened to some of this in the morning um, programs that radio came and have on. Mm -hmm. But some time ago, a friend of mine was diagnosed with, with cancer, breast cancer. And she was so afraid, so frightened. And she went to a pastor, asked for prayer, because she was in church. And that pastor told her, rubbing the belly and saying, uh, not hard time for that right now, mm-hmm. um, because that pastor was hungry, and they're leaving to go home. Now, she was not only crying for herself, but she was crying for other people that was told that they had cancer in both breasts at a very young age. Now, that's what we get from some pastors, some churches that believe that they are God Almighty, and far as I'm concerned, when they go on like that, they're cults. Mm-hmm. That is my thing about it. But I myself believe in God. And she has turned a Christian mm-hmm. and is, is one of them that would say, child or my friend, let us pray about this. And I've seen so many People get turned away while we give our tithes and offering and the churches are closed up. And they don't know anything about the abused children in this island, the abused animals that can't talk to us, but especially the children, the the little children that can't explain how they feel. I understand everything that you're talking about, Sandra. And I wish that I had the will and I I, I would go to jail Mm. for somebody that abuses their child and it's plenty around 
around here that should not be what we call parents and we should be we should find a different name for those kind of people. Sandra, I took enough of your time. Mm-hmm. Good morning to you. Good day to you. And make sure that uh, Didi pay for the dinner tonight. Didi, Didi, pay for the dinner tonight, okay? Thank you so much, Happy my dear. birthday to the sweet little girl. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, folks. That is the end of the program today. What a hot mess. Thank you, guys. Hot tamales. Hot tamales. Yes. Thank you all for tuning in. Lord Jesus. Don't litter. Let's try to take care of the environment. There's so many issues that as a country uh, we are facing. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, <clears throat> please. Um, <laughs> whew, tomorrow is what, Thursday? All right. We'll be back here tomorrow. And then we got Friday, and then we're rolling into the weekend again. Folks, let's try to um, be safe. Thank you for all the birthday greetings, by the way, for Gigi. Uh, my birthday is next week, Friday. So we'll do another giveaway next week, Friday as well. Congratulations to our winner today, Miss Josephine. Miss Corrine won last week. Um, we got a lot of issues. I guess we can only <clears throat> go through it one day at a time, honey child. Mm-mm-mm. What a thing. One topic at a time. All right. Congratulations to our young athletes who have been making and breaking records all over the region. They're at the Commonwealth Youth Games, uh, representing as well and doing a fantastic job at it, making us super proud. Credit Union has increased their interest rates. So if you are a Credit Union member or you have a loan there, please ensure that you're aware that now you're paying pretty much what the commercial banks are paying. Um, they went up to, they did this long email. Um, what's the final rate that they're at now? Uh, Lord, I can't even remember where this is. So deferred, the rate increase for members with existing loans will be deferred until October the 1st to help members plan for the increase. So after October the 1st, your rate is going up to, did they actually, their, their message wasn't very clear because they were doing historical rate increases. So they said a decision was taken on August the 3rd to increase the loan interest rate by 0.25, which will bring the rate to what they were before the COVID pandemic at 6.75. Thank you, Ms. Brenda. I was like reading all these numbers. I'm like, where did they just get to the point? Right, so 6.75. That's commercial banks. And listen, if you have a good relationship with your commercial bank, you might even be able to get less than 6.75. You got to negotiate, honey chow. Talk to your banks. Lock in a fixed rate. Now, credit union, I don't think um, has the option to like do it by person. I don't think they do that. But commercial banks do. So if you have equity in your property, you've been a good, you know, paymaster, They will work with you. They want your continued business. And so they will drop that interest rate for you. Just ask, honey, chill. Ask and you shall receive, possibly. All right? All right, you little brat. Thank you very, very much. Yes, Gianna is all of seven years old today. I cannot believe it. I don't know where the last seven years has gone. But one thing for sure is it flies by. You guys have an absolutely fantastic day. 
Please be safe on the roadways. Take your time. Drive carefully. Don't let your children hang out of cars and windows and not in their seat belts and car baby seats and that sort of stuff. Let's care a little bit more about our kids. All right. See you all tomorrow morning. God's willing. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 